three, two, one. Bushman tells you yeah. to get enthusiastic. <laughs> I thought that was La Haye. You get enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. Happy Father's Day to those who uh, who are celebrating. That's right. I don't know if it's, is that an international holiday or is that just a U.S.? Uh, I'm going to say most holidays are U.S. Most other countries that don't give a fuck about anything. Well, if you're listening in the U.S., happy fa- and you have children, you have happy Father's Day. If you don't have children, happy Father's Day anyway. I could see Canada having Father's Day. Probably on a different day, though. That, yeah, and I think in Australia they have it on a different date. It's probably called something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, that voice you heard, the third man in the studio is the number one comedian on iTunes right now. <laughs> he's got his brand new comedy CD out there, and he's ready for you guys to take a listen to it. <laughs> it's our favorite, Steve Simone. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks hey, for yeah. coming. By the way, great timing, because didn't you dedicate the, uh, the album Jabba to your yep. father? Yeah, I wanted to make sure that it was out so people could buy it for Father's Day. Which is uh, as cool. Has your father heard it? Yeah. What's he think? He he was crying with laughter. Oh, well, I, I, I thought he was going to say week. crying because he was like so, so he touched. He's like, that's crazy. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was kind of like they loved the first two thirds of the album. But then I told a story about the years when I was living with Fat James and my life was so bad that my brother sent me Tony Robbins CDs for oh, my they, birthday. They didn't like that? It was too clear. They were like, I it, think they were like, it hurt them? Yes. It pained them to hear your struggles? I think so. <laughs> In all they, honesty, I did think they know so. Fat James? They never came to visit during those years, but they 100% knew of him. It would pain them even more, maybe they, if they knew Fat well, James. Uh, I, I think they just felt bad that I was so poor. Like, I don't think people realize. Yeah, I think you can know someone's struggling but without if you don't like and when you're some like i don't tell my parents you know no. like, especially in lean years you're not going to be like hey i have to do this you know whatever it is you want everybody to be like i at least the people that i love i want them to be as happy as possible so i don't want them to ever know yeah. when things are bad with me have you ever read like a story about people when they talk about struggle and you're like oh wait yeah that's exactly how it was for me but you never saw it that way Mm. Like there was times where I, I was broke, but I just didn't, I, it didn't feel as bad as like when you read it being described. Exactly. And I think when my parents heard that bit, they were like, eh. well, uh, and they're only hearing, you know, obviously even during that time you were having good time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you go That's to the, the comedy thing. store and you see like your you, friends, yeah. but like you're portraying one part of it. Exactly. And so they're like, oh shit. Like we didn't even know, but it's like, you're, 
at the same time, there is other stuff going on. And I on. honestly thought it's funny, too. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. put it on the CD if I didn't think it was funny. Well, no, I mean, anything, most comedy comes from extreme pain yeah. and, or and hard was, times. Or it was them just not laughing as much because the CD was no longer about them. Like, yeah, they yeah. might have been like, all right, is there any more uh, bits about us? Or <laughs> it's also turn it off now? It's different when you have, like, when you're following a dream because you're like, this could pay off big in some time. Yes. As opposed to, like, you're just stuck doing something you hate. Yeah. And you're not having, like, we always just had good times. Like, it was always good times. Always. And we, like, we were so lucky to have the comedy store and each other. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was big. Especially in the comedy store then, you know, when it was so down. But we were all still having the time of our lives. A fun time. time. Almost a better time than you would have now. I think we did almost have a better time because. For sure. It was like being at a playground where there were no rules. You you could shoot guns. You could shoot fireworks. You could light fires. Whereas now you can't do any. I mean, you know, some of that stuff isn't great. It's like that old. uh, Was that old New Jersey park where the guy just built all the shit himself? Action park. Action park. And people were like. That's fucking. real. He really built all that stuff himself at Action Park. Yeah, and they never yeah. test. They would test it with like employees, and people kids, used to get injured all the kids time. Kids breaking arms, collarbones, legs. That That's was like crazy. that was like the comedy down. store. So comedy store for us versus like now it's kind of Disneyland. Still yeah. fun, a little more corporate, but and also like. When you go up to perform there, you can't be fucking around because you have 120 people. It's packed every it's night. It's always packed. You don't want to be the guy who fucking sucked up there. Well, puts yeah, and you also don't want to lose the respect of your peers. Too. Yes. That's big. Or just in terms of booking. Like, you don't want to slip, yeah, yeah, slip down the lineup. But I feel in this way, like, I don't want to, like, I want all my friends to know I'm still working. I'm still writing new stuff. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Because, like, all of our friends are the funniest people in the world. And it's like, it means, like, just being on your podcast, this is a huge deal. It's like a rapper not, getting a cosign. It's not that you big know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, no, they're co-signed by Dana Chanel Neal. Like, you have to. We were, I was like, dude, we'll go to your house. Like, whatever you want to do. <laughs> dude, I'm. But it just, uh, have your parents ever seen you live? Yes. In the, but what, how long, long ago? Or I'm trying to, re- I know they, the last time they were in LA, they saw me, but that was like seven years ago. Yeah, which is a long, in comedy is a long time. A long time. How do they feel? Like, is there any bits they don't like? I will say this. They don't like, I would rather I kinda, that not be shared. I kind of think I know what you're saying. I made a conscious effort a couple of years ago to work completely clean. You are, you are squeaky clean. Yeah. Because You're on the right podcast for that. <laughs> this is what's so great. I'm like, I feel like, I feel like the nerd kid that's like, what? What's like, this going to do? You're with the smoke? sweat hogs. <laughs> <laughs> you're with the shit hogs. Oh, <laughs> such a good. Yeah, show. this is. We're talking about low brow. Yeah, you, you can't dig any lower than this. Dude, I did find a, a Ron Palillo Arnold Horshack doll when I was moving. I still had stuff in my old apartment that I took out of the trunk of my younger brother's car. And I'm like, he's not going to want this stuff. And it was like an Arnold Horshack doll, a bike helmet, <laughs> bike a Led Zeppelin <laughs> tape. And he was like, those are my treasures. You have to send that to me. And my like, uh, my old right. AOL screen name was Horshack. Was it? Yeah. Dude, funny. you remember the episode when he became an alcoholic and he punched somebody? I do, I think. Because he was so greatest. effeminate. Like, oh. especially amongst all those other guys. But oh, I mean, they were all like, if hello. You, yeah, just like, how ooh, are ooh, you? <laughs> the best. Oh, oh, oh. That show see, uh, was fantastic. Gabe Kapler's headshot. Dude, not Gabe Kapler, Gabe they, Kaplan. They, they said that that Kapler, uh, the former the, Red Sox and the skipper of the Phillies. Yeah, that's why I said it. But they say Welcome Back Hotter was written in one of the main room booths yeah. at the comedy store. Really? It's part Do, of the comedy store lore. If you would have brought up uh, when my dad was still alive, hated Gabe Kaplan. 
Was he it had a poker him at, beef or something? He had him at uh, at the theater that he had in Indiana. Like yep. he had like basically like a you know it's like a side road gig for people. And he said he was fucking terrible. He said he was so unfunny that they almost didn't want to pay him because he was just fucking terrible. Wow. Yeah. Just like, funny to hear though now because they had like he had an off weekend or you know maybe. But he was I've also that. heard that he was <laughs> very funny. <laughs> that just, could be that it like, too. He had that great show and but just show as a stand up awesome. was not. Yeah. What if his stand up jokes were the same jokes he told to his wife like in that segment <laughs> like from his uncle? Yeah. <laughs> Those terrible, those yeah, like they probably were, jokes. dude. They probably were. But that show's iconic. He's got a great mustache. Tremendous. You know, you know how you always, when you start out, you remember like certain people's jokes. Yeah, I always remember because it's so funny to see you now versus back when you were an employee and I was an open micer. Yep. But there's always one bit, like the bit that sticks out more than anybody's bits back then, except James Painter was the bit where you talk about committing suicide on stage. Yeah, well, it's funny because when I talk about those years, like when I got the Tony Robbins CDs, mm-hmm. uh, one, of, one of the first jokes I did write, I remember going, oh, everybody who said you should move to LA, what do you have to lose? Do it when you're young. What do you have to lose? Well, it's been two years, and uh, I'll tell you exactly what I've lost. How about my will to live? <laughs> that was like an old joke. Yeah. Um, but you do the one where you're like, what if I blew my yeah, brains out? Yeah, it was like a reference those... to Bud Dwyer. It's, that was the setup for it. Yeah. And then I was like, could you imagine if I came out here like all happy and they're playing, <laughs> you're simply the best. And this, <laughs> the lights are going off. And I'm like, well, if you like that, you'll love this. Nobody stop me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did that it for- It still makes me laugh. Oh, it makes me laugh too. But I remember one night there was a lady in the audience who came up to me afterwards. And she was like- I know you're joking, but she was like, you have to be really careful about what you're putting into the world. And she was like, oh, really? Yeah. And she was like, hey, like. You took it to heart? I did take it to heart. Oh, okay. I did. And then that's the reason why I started to work clean because my mom's older now and she has friends that are her age. Yeah. And I'm like, I definitely want to make sure she can share my comedy with her friends and not be mortified. See, that's the tough thing. Yeah, I, I, t- <laughs> I think we took the, the left turn where you went right. It's just like- well, I'll tell you what. There's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough thing to figure out what can I do that's, that I think is really funny, that's really me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that filter on there. And for me, it's a filter cause, because I've caused my parents enough pain over the years and shame as a younger man that I, it's, I want them to not be embarrassed of me anymore. And then about four years ago when I started to – it really sunk in when I started to like do some stuff at Children's Hospital. And I went, oh, wait a second. Like if I were a filthy, crazy comedian that wasn't famous. They probably wouldn't want it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Right. Or just somebody's parent or like I'm trying to help some guy that's just woke up paralyzed, some dude. And it's like – No, I get it. If I I guess if I could – I mean obviously if I could but like – I don't know. Grow, growing up, like it just it was always ingrained in me, like this fucking dark or like perverted, weird shit. It was the only shit that made me laugh. If that's what that's makes you what laugh, I had you to do. do it. Yeah, it was I literally? It's that's the stuff that makes me laugh to myself when Dude, I'm like, and oh, you, this you is guys crazy. cripple me, and that's some of my favorite stuff. And like, I because I'm I was gonna say because I learned how to do comedy at the comedy store, but I don't even think that's it. Just the people like. Ari, Joey Diaz, you guys, like the people that I think are the funniest, they don't work clean. 
Yeah. Nor would I want a, them to work clean, and I don't even think about it. That's what's funny is I think people assume a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, like, but I think they like they assume he doesn't like dirty comedies. Like, no, I love a lot. Of, yeah, I love. I, think dirty I love comedy. a lot yeah. of dirty comedies. I just the way I work is it happens to be clean. I, I love dirty comedy, and but like from a business perspective, it when my first album came out four years ago or whatever, I wasn't trying to work clean. That there was curse words on it, but I listened to it. and I went, oh, there's. I definitely don't need these. They're not yeah. adding to my comedy at all. But the initial response I got from people that bought the album, they were fans of ours. They were fans of Joey Diaz's. They were Rogan fans. They were people, but they went, I can't play Joey Diaz in the car with my kids. I can't play <laughs> Ari in the car. Point. And they were like, you curse. But he goes, but, I can still play you with my kids. Yeah, and then yeah. I went, oh, maybe that's the market I should be going after. Like, and yeah. It sounds like it's a calculated business and it's not. I just didn't want to embarrass my parents. No, that's a thing. I mean, my mom was always like, "Oh, I want to come see you," and I was like, "Yeah, I was that's like you say that, as but it you is. don't want to." Like, I was like, "I can't be performing. Like, I really don't have anything that's clean." Right. And she's not. It's not like she's like some prude. Like she's seen the Dice Man and no. stuff, and she doesn't give a shit. Different. But like, my it's parents different, yeah. wouldn't care. It's different when it's your mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I know my parents would laugh at anything. Yeah, they're cool. But if my mom's gonna play it, like. I remember some one of her friends had a son or daughter or something, had a kid that lived in Denver. And then, like, it wasn't my mom's friend. It was my mom's friend's kids that came to see me. And I knew if I was filthy, my mom would have been embarrassed. 100% yeah. would have been. Because it would have gone back through the chain. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> absolutely. My parents, uh, I was in La Jolla, I forget with who, but... Uh, I, this woman comes up to me after and she's like, Jeff? And I was like, I, I've never yeah. seen a woman in my life. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And she, my, she worked with my dad oh, and he no. didn't tell me that she was coming because he knew I wouldn't, I would be like, no, yeah. or don't, don't have her come. It's a, but it was a kind of a bad feeling after to be like, wait, yeah, what did I what did I, I She say? probably loved it. She, she enjoyed it, but it was like a stressful for like, did I say anything that was crazy? Like, Dude, did I ever tell you guys my Bobby Lee story? Like, cause it's, we're talking about this, but it's also like, the more I really think about it, I just do whatever I want to do on stage. Yeah. Like this album got a little, everybody was like, oh, I like this. It's, it's a little more realistic. It's a little darker. It's a little this. And I'm like, hey man, I'm just doing my thing. I'm not making calculated decisions yeah. on yeah. it. But when I was a younger comic, I emceed Bobby Lee featured and Paulie was headlining. We were playing the old Charlie Goodnight's comedy club in Raleigh. Oh yeah. And now we did it with Ren Aziz. I think they call, is it that? A is it? No, no, I think it's um a helium. Maybe they kept the Charlie uh, Goodnight. We went name. there well, it was a few years ago, but we yeah. were it was still Charlie Goodnight. It's a legendary great. We got room. out of town, uh they were having a clan rally later in the Get day. Get out of there. Yeah. It was uh were. our driver was this black dude. He's like, You're getting out of town while the getting's good. <laughs> wow, He's like, I'm going crazy. to the airport with you guys. Oh Get my the fuck God. out of here too. Which is weird because it was we found it like to be a I'd never been there. A pretty progressive city. Like a lot of yeah. people, a lot of black people, town. a lot of white like people that seem and to they get call along. It research Triangle Park, right? But it's I think like people Raleigh, come it's like we're all the Mm-hmm. But I think in Smart North Carolina, people, people come from the state. You know what I mean? They descend on <laughs> come one out of city. the woods. Yeah, literally out of the woodwork. Yeah, wow. With their banjos and their their <laughs> their hoods. Well, whatever. It's a great room. Oh yeah, yeah. Great room. I like great that. room. But and I remember I used to get nervous when old people would be in the crowd. So I'd, I'd be like, I don't want to offend yeah. them. I don't want to like. What am I going to do? And there was four old people, two couples, right at the front of the stage, and I didn't have a good set. 
and but I was also in my head on top of it. Like, yeah. just make sure. Was it the early show? Early show. That's always you're like, uh, and then you're like, it's early, and then you get double in your head. Yeah, and you're like, and there's some of their older people. And Dude, you're like, oh, now no. that's my favorite show. That's the first track on my CD where I talk about how I love early shows. <laughs> when you get in your head like that, it's weird, especially like. What, you, you can't get in your yeah. head and be funny. It's and, just impossible. And if I'm dirty and I bomb, it feels even worse. It used to. Now I don't give a shit because you're like, yeah, you I, I'm care. doing exactly what I want to do. And then you're like, I'm I'm in this. Yeah, that's it. That's what you have to do. But sometimes you get like early on, you're like, not you don't know what to do. Yes. And then you get Tommy be like, well, you're too dirty to be opening in La Jolla at 7, a, or 7 p.m. And I'll be like, shut the fuck up. I did well. Yeah. When you can see an R-rated movie at 7 p.m. Yeah, right. you can There's see no it laws against it. Dude, and the, I think the reason why I was just going to... People are way cooler than what everybody gives them credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, old people are cool. They've done everything we've ever done and more. They've fucked. They've mm-hmm. done, yeah. you know, they've Dude, done it all. They had more fun than we did. Yeah, they've, I mean... They were living in better times. They had no where AIDS. people weren't so uptight. They had no AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Depending how old they are. All I had to worry about was, uh, like, shit that was treatable. Yeah, syphilis was, and like they were the always going out and having get. laughs. Like everybody now is so overworked. Everybody I talk to, the, the only thing they do is work. Like, but back in the fifties and sixties, people would go to work and then they'd go bowling. They'd have a poker night. They'd get smashed yeah, with you, their buddies. You go to a barbecue at your buddy's house. You sleep yep. with his wife. Nobody says anything. DUI Everybody wasn't goes, a crime. Yeah, you, cops like a guy you went to high school with. And he's like, like, oh, oh, he's just drunk. All right, I'll drive. I'll drive him. Yeah. Home. Yeah, More no, no, it's, it, it's interesting. Christmas parties was like full frontal nudity at companies. Panama! <laughs> <laughs> Christmas parties are a lot it's different a, in, in the 2000s. So wait, 20s. so you went up in there for the, the Bobby Lee. Oh, and you yeah, were so I was in Paul. my head and I'm trying to be like squeaky clean and I didn't have an act for that yet. It was like, whatever. Yeah. And then Bobby just goes out on stage. He looks at the one old guy and they're already laughing because Bobby's funny. And he was like, oh, you're laughing? Is that because you still eat her pussy? Right away. And then it just buried them and then he just went in on them saying the filthiest things <laughs> and it, they, they laughed harder than anybody yeah, in we had a show at La Jolla like that well there yeah. was like people were in their 70s and they were dying at like the craziest yeah. filth yeah I mean I've seen they it they were sitting like right in front too same sort of thing I was down there with Ingram once and there were some old people afterwards he came up to me and he goes I just gotta tell you my guilty pleasure in life is filthy comedy. That's great. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking He's like, great. that and murdering hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party, man. That and doing coke. Get in the car. Let's go, boys. Get in the chair. Remember when Bart Simpson tried to get a tattoo? He was like, are you 18? Oh, yeah. And Bart's like, yes, sir. And he goes, get in the chair. <laughs> you know, there are some, I didn't realize this because I looked up the legal age of getting tattoos. And you, with a parent's consent, there's a couple of states where it's like, uh, 16 and I think one of them might even be 14. Not a my, good idea. I got my daughter a full sleeve. I don't know how it's going to grow because she has uh, the arm of a one-year-old right now. It's going to be a short sleeve by the time it gets there. It's going to be a, maybe a three-quarter. That would, dude, I wonder if somebody should tattoo a baby's arm and just somebody see how it grows. I'm surprised. Like what happens? It's got to be done yeah, somewhere. Sure it's been done somewhere. If you go, have you seen those crazy things that they do like in uh, like Malaysia and stuff where because you know cigarette companies can't advertise here anymore but they can still sell to children overseas uh, so like all over Asia it's like 10 year old kids smoking two packs a dude, day there's just something it's creepy nuts. about seeing a kid smoke a cigarette remember, yeah, what, remember that viral is. video was it like a With fat that, it was like a four kid year, yeah, or a Thai like, kid yeah he's smoking he's like a kid had a big old gut and he's just smoking a cigarette and like, people are outraged I was like no no but this is happening 
by the millions. millions. Well, also a lot of them are working, you know, making iPhones and jobs. shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, let the guy smoke. He's on his break. This guy only gets two weeks vacation a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his wife is giving him a hard time. Dude, you're absolutely right about that. Like, I'm thinking about it. There's stuff that nobody ever thinks about, so they can just try to keep their yeah. life no, I mean, there's slavery in a lot of the world. Yes. Sex slaves. This yes. iPhone was made by slaves. They have to keep nets no, I know. the and in, Apple And plan. in the U.S. So and other, you know, other first world countries, you try to, you, you can't, it's hard to think about. Yeah. And what can you do? It's like, it's hard to... You can't. The average citizen. You can't save the world. You'd be overwhelmed. It's like the horses that died at Santa Anita. It wasn't anything new. It just came to light. Oh, you remember all the horses, the racetrack in Santa Anita, just, just yeah. over here? Yeah. They're um, mowing them down. They're yeah, they, like, like 23 died in like four months or something. But then I saw this whole thing, and it's like, no, no, but that's not, that's been going on for years. 2,000 horses that die a year on racetracks in, a, in wow. the U.S. So they're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's not, it, that's that just it. came to light. Like somebody wrote about it. And right. then everyone goes, oh my God, this has to stop. And it's like, no, no, it's going on all over the place. And what is it? Just racehorses, they snap their leg or they're something? They're just doped to- up. They're just juiced up and they, yeah, they, heart you know, attacks. and they break. Yeah, heart attacks, their legs just can't handle it if anymore. If their legs break, you just have to put them out of yeah. their misery. Is that how yeah. it works? Then they have like a. Sometimes if it's savable, they'll have them like go and breed do, off with other ones. Well, only if like a not, rehab know. place will come in. If yeah. they're usually they're broken, they're just like get get them out of here. Wow. Unless like they sometimes can call people who will come in and take them to like a sanctuary and try. Yeah, there's sanctuaries for like limpy horses and stuff. Yeah, like do something. It's like the tiger sanctuaries, but there's no room anymore for tigers. Like people won't take tigers anymore because there's been so many assholes that have bought pet tigers yep. and then they've gotten too big. So now they find them all over the place. Like Texas is big. They find them on the sides of highway. A tiger? Where shot, yeah, where they shoot them and they oh. just dump their bodies on the side of the road and stuff. I mean, just the amount. You go to Florida. The, the, oh, the, the pirates. People yeah. just don't the think things through. It's like, let me get a python out. that's going to grow to 18 feet. Where are you going to fucking put that thing when it gets to even yeah. or it seven escapes. feet? Yeah. Or, you know, like, and then, like, you see those shows where, like, well, I had 800 snakes in my apartment. And one got out and, killed, and then it killed the guy. Yeah. And it's wow. like, what are you living amongst all <laughs> What do you have these, this shit? Like, why are you living in the, like amongst <laughs> dangerous things? Like, what? Like, what's the benefit? It's cr- I love it because whenever people are like talking about all these radical changes, and I was like, I mean, that's fine and dandy, but I always say this. Go to Costco on a Saturday and you realize there's no way to change anything. Yeah. Like, people just do whatever the fuck they want to do. They don't really look out for anybody else. I mean, it's why the fucking, now pythons, are like a native species of Florida. Well, go to Six Flags. I went the other day, took baby Barb on her first expedition there. Oh, did you really? And you just see what I can mean, she ride? You just see the you just you see some sights. Yeah, that does great. <laughs> I told uh, I told Courtney that I, we went to the both the theme park and then the water park too with baby Barb and I told her I'm a water park ten. I was like, I'm looking around. I was like, walking around handsome. There's nowhere I am hotter than at this water park. I was like, I am George Clooney walking around this place. I'm just looking around. You're ER Clooney, too. I I was like, I could put on, I think, 30 and be still water park 10. Oh, if we were looking great. around, yeah, baby bar, there's this, there's a kid section, and uh, if as long as she's with one of us, you can go on almost any oh. of the small rides. Oh, her first cool. reaction was so fun. We take her on this like uh, it was like a hot air balloon, but it just like goes up, and you can you have the thing in the middle, you can spin it. Oh, okay, which I I hate spinning, so I was just like holding it still. Yeah, but she gets on, and we go, and because uh, she like that caught her eye, and she can say balloons. She was looking at it, she's like, balloon balloon, and so we go over to it. 
and my knees are like seriously like in my mouth because they're not built for somebody yeah. over six feet tall. Right. And so I'm like just like crammed in there, and I videoed it, and her reaction it goes up, starts going up in the air, and she just goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> not that she was scared, but just like, what, like what's happening? That like, is, this is blowing my mind. This is blowing Did she my love mind. it? Yeah, she was just like, love, and then like wanted to go right back on it again. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. She liked the water park better. Even the water, uh, oddly unheated, it was cold. Really? Yeah, it was freezing. I can't go to water parks. I love water parks. Oh, it's hard to think. So, if you start thinking about oh, it, dude, I can't. Just the bacteria the that must filth, be floating yeah, around like, there. Band-Aids floating on the top. I never did a water park. Because my dad just refused, <laughs> and now I get it. Oh, there's the yeah. definite reason. Yeah, you now, have to. Th- I just I, I'm like chlorine's a strong chemical. I hope it's killing everything. I don't know. It's bad, man. Like I, I love uh, raging waters. Yeah, but I can't go anymore. I just can't bring myself it, to I do it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, and I, I always wanted to. It's uh, some of these weights. You know, like I see some of the weights going on. These like I just see the bare feet, ugh. and you're standing in the water where their other bare feet have been in. Well, and I was like, just <laughs> so naive for so long. Like I remember when I was a little kid, like there would be like neighbor. You'd always hear about people that were like no kids in the pool, and I'm like, you guys are dicks. Why would? I? And now I'm like. Oh right. Well, then you feel that temperature Kids increase. Pee yeah. In the pool all yeah. All the time. Pee no one's getting. There's no people are shitting in there. No one's right. getting out to go like like kid wise like there's very few kids you're like i'm gonna go pee no like, and you're like you've been in the I water never, for like four hours dude i yeah, used to pee my own out. pants because i didn't even want to go inside <laughs> like i'll just pee my pants keep playing in the sandbox as a kid uh not at a water park but i got a terrible case of warts on my feet from the y from uh I wish you had never told me that because I always think about that now. Whenever I go and do it, if I go to the gym or if I'm fucking at you know Dude, in a water park, I don't take it, my sandals. I'm I like, take them off. Damn like it, a, a small period, but I keep them on at all times. Is there otherwise. anything you could spray to prevent that? I'm not sure, but I remember as a kid, I had to get them uh, frozen off, and I was I don't know, I forget how old I was, but I had to be pushed around in like a stroller as like a real kid. Oh I couldn't, Jesus! I couldn't what? walk through oh. the bottom of both of my feet. Oh, that'd be horrible. Pain. Yeah, and, and like you're a kid, you don't want to be seen. You know, I'm like old, uh, too old to be in yeah. that. Shame like being pushed around. Like, oh why? Because I have warts on my. But feet. do you know that doing jujitsu? Like, you got to kind of put your mind somewhere else because there's been times where I've like fallen in a puddle. Just splashed into a huge puddle of sweat. sweat. When people You're don't like, realize oh, staph fuck. is a disease that untreated can kill you. Oh yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's it's a bad. Like there are fighters who are like I almost died from yeah. like, an infection. Dude, I shower after every. You class. do ghee, right? I do ghee. That's and shower. better. It's better too. Cleaner. Yeah, but like ghee, when you do shower. that, I mean, and you're like laying, and you. I remember I was did something. Like some wrestling, and somebody put my head down on the mat, That's and then the like worst. the next day, I had a huge rash right at the spot where it just lay. Plus, my in feet there. just get cut up all the time. Yeah, from sliding your feet yeah. and stuff on yeah. the mats because they're not like broken in yet. Like I don't have like <laughs> yeah. the, my body hasn't adjusted to <laughs> you it. You don't have the, the proper jujitsu calluses. Yeah, I don't have the calluses. How long have you been doing it? Like fifteen months, sixteen months. That's a long like man. That. You getting better? Uh, no. <laughs> Isn't it like the first whatever amount of time you just like get your ass handed to you and then some yeah. some point that stops or no? I don't think it'll ever stop. <laughs> I think I'm a lifelong. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. He's like the longest white belt we've ever had. Dude, I will. I My goal was just to lose my belly and make friends. And th- these are the smallest jeans I've ever had in like 15 years. So I am uh, losing weight. Mission accomplished. And the people in that community are just the coolest people. Yeah. And like. I'm so bad at it that when I go, that's the beauty of it. There's something so liberating about sucking so bad. 
where I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be good at this. So I'll just go suck. And then I'm not thinking about anything other than surviving. You know what? In that, there's a great uh, pleasure that comes with getting older where you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't have to be good at this. Yeah. Like when you go in and you're like, I'm just, I'm just trying to have a good time. That's it. And, and I shape. am learning stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's the, but the well, pressure is the, off. There's no pressure. That I'm would be the, 45 years old. I'm fat. I'm a non-athlete. Yeah, like, tell, yeah. That would be the benefit of going to college now. I remember yes. when I was in college and I yeah. saw older people I'm like, what do they do? But like, they had like no pressure. They like treated it with such a different mindset yep. and there wasn't the stress of like great. You know, they were just like, I just yeah. want And they probably knowledge. learned more because of that. Yeah, I'm sure. It's like when we went, when Ari and I went skiing the first time we did the train park, it's stuff I would never have done when I was younger because I'd be embarrassed if I crashed. Yep. And we're sitting there laughing like schoolgirls. And we're like, this is the best thing ever. And all these kids are looking at us. And we're like, yeah, we don't care. We have nothing to prove anymore. We suck at it, but we're just having a good time. Good time. Like I remember when I first started jujitsu, I remember I was rolling with this high-level brown belt who's just like legit. Like that's the coolest thing about it because you can't tell these guys Oh no, that's like, what's scary about it. Like they in just look like normal dudes. Yeah, in LA no. you can't really mess with anybody. No. Don't get in a bar fight in no. LA ever. No. Like guy and even the nicer the guy, the cooler like the more lethal they are. Mm-hmm. And this guy's just choking me out. I'm like, I'm trying to fight it, I'm trying to fight it. And as he's choking me, I just started laughing. And then he he looks at me like I'm crazy. He was like, What are you I go, There's nothing I can do, man. <laughs> There's nothing I don't know. Like, yeah, you're like I just There's I'm, a hilarity to the like yes. to your to just how your lack of knowledge. Exactly. You can laugh at it now instead of being like like getting mad. You used to get mad when you didn't have any knowledge. Because yeah. you didn't have anything to sh- prove or Yeah, sh- now I'm just like, oh yeah, dude, like, this is awesome. One day maybe yeah. I'll learn how to do this. If not, I'm like when you're 25, you have nothing. You've you've done nothing. You've created nothing. Yeah. So you're like all just fucking like pissed and some some majorly to prove. Now you're like, oh whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It makes life so much more enjoyable. It really is. Just it's, having some laughs. These guys are there a lot of Brazilians or those white dudes too. Uh, just- I'll tell you the coolest guy. You'll you'll appreciate this. There's a guy who I think is like a real life Jedi. There's a guy who's a rabbi. And a former what? Marine. Really? And he That's got to be probably like one of the only dude, and former he, Marine rabbis in the world, I would he say. He even looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Really? Is he yeah. older? Yeah. And he's the best guy. To, he's like, he will teach you things. Like, his insight's incredible. He's super cool. There's something about jujitsu where I think it's so hard that it makes everybody cool that does it. Like, Eddie Bravo told me, he goes, dude, dicks, like, egomaniac people can't they, well they like they can't stick with well they it's almost like the the old school comedy stores they kind of push them out of the gym yep they're like if you're a bully we're gonna bully you and yeah you're gonna, oh you're yeah. gonna leave they'll filter them out yeah. oh yeah for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. like because like i'm just it's so funny we're talking about this because i i was talking to rich slayton the old comedy store guy yeah He's, uh he does like he like commentates video games yes i was in japan Dude, he's got the coolest at, life ever. I looked at his Instagram. I was like, It's incredible. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. And he's like a pioneer in that industry. Yeah. Dude, like, that's, that's gonna only going to get bigger and bigger. Of course. I'm like, dude, you're going to be like the Chris Berman of video games. <laughs> yeah. Dick Vitale. It's the best. What was it? Yeah, he's a, he was an MMA commentator, wasn't he? Before he did that. Yep. And I forget what I was going to say. You said you were talking. Oh, we were having laughs about jujitsu stuff. Does he, he, does he train? Yes. He does more Muay, Muay Thai. He was the one that recommended my jiu-jitsu school. Where is it at? Is it in the Valley? Yeah, mine is um, street sports coach Chris Lissandro in, in uh, Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. 
Did you do the jujitsu jiu-jitsu? in the streets? Nope. <laughs> but like, I'm just so happy it's to be like there. It's not like CrossFit where you no. put all your shit out on the, on the sidewalk. I hate God. that trend, by the way. It's so <laughs> annoying. So if you're walking on a sidewalk, then you have a class of like 40 men and women like sprinting at you. You're like, you can't do this anywhere else. Like, it's just so weird. I think CrossFit's already starting to die now. It's just so weird that too. it's all in too the streets. Injuries. It's like it's yeah. all on the side. Like, take it inside. Dude, there's man. one literally right there. There's a block away. And it, it, they, it's noon and the streets are packed. And these guys are like lifting weights on the sidewalk. That's crazy. When it look, you look in, you're like, I can just tell someone in there is going to get injured. Like the way they're doing it. It's too like, competitive. The weight they're putting up. It's like yeah. the form they're using. It just Yeah, they, they sacrifice form. Yeah. They overdo it. And it's weird with that competitiveness because even if you go to a fighting gym, it's not, com- no. it's not necessarily competitive. No. It's all about, and you'll get guys that go hard and like really good coaches. Like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, my coach man? is so cool. One of the main things I think people like about CrossFit is that if you're young, it's like, I think a den for fucking. There Just are because, a like, lot Because you're with the chicks. same people and unlike a real gym, you know what I mean? Like if you, there's, a, there's a community. Yeah, I think that's what people like. I love that most about jujitsu is that sense of community. Unlike it's, a real gym where you're like, oh, I may go at the same time. It's yeah, and you put your headphones on and yeah, you'll never talk to somebody. When it or you do, and it's very short. Like, well, oh, people yeah, like yeah, yeah. cults. Yeah, like even yeah. you know, like fight gyms or cult, like yeah. or like it, a niche of like, hey, I go there, so, I know the people. Sometimes I go there and like people are in so deep that sometimes I'm like, I gotta step. I'm I'm still on the outside here because yeah. I won't ever get that deep. And yeah. with these, with with people like this, like I nothing, nothing against the people, but like they're in way too deep. There's like almost a Kool Aid when you get in like that. Well, I think we have comedy. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. That that's, Ocu- Ari, Ari that's said that to me. Where it's, like Ari's told me, like when I first started to do jujitsu, he was like, he loved it, and he was like, you know what? Maybe I'll start doing it again. Because I'm like, yeah, dude, it's like meditation. Like you just don't think about anything else. Yeah. But he was saying one of the guys that he was rolling with years and years ago was like if in order for you to get good you always have to be thinking about jujitsu it has to become your life you have to do this and Ari was like oh <laughs> I already have that yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard, I have that with do. comedy it's hard to do yeah for and sure. it's I feel the only thing I feel guilt going there like because I know there are some guys where it is their life that you're like taking away from yeah them. I just don't want to be in the way yeah yeah I you think know? you're that's absolutely right and that's probably like you, if you don't cross that bridge you'll never get into you know where it's that group where they're you see like some gyms crossfit fight gyms like they're barbecuing they're like best friends yeah. everyone's hanging out afterwards partying and you're always like friends with everybody but you're like i'm i can't i'm not that deep and i probably never will be because it's never going to become my life 100 because right. i have comedy well, what's cool is all those dudes everybody they're loves cool. comedy yeah yeah that's still you know cool what i mean so it's yeah. like i can invite people to the comedy store and yeah. like it's there is cool. a weird overlap, especially sure. MMA in comedy and yeah. just the fight community in comedy. But there's it's a lot cool. of overlap. There's porn stars like comedy. I've seen a bunch of them up there do. recently at the comedy. Dude, everybody likes Pro wrestlers. Comedy. Yeah, especially now. Have you ever recognized? Comedy. I recognized a male porn star once years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I'm watching too much porn. Other than but Ron Jeremy, I would no, say this I, I guy, couldn't yeah, pick many. And I even go... I know you, and the guy gave me like a wink, like, yeah, I know you know what I know. You saw, you look, you were then, looking at his dick, you're like, uh, I've seen that before, <laughs> you pissing next to him, I've seen that. There uh, were two porn people on a date there, like, uh, like a month ago. I was doing crowd work, and honestly, they were the ones that were the most like, whoa. Really? Like, when I said stuff, they were, yeah, they, they were, were like, off, whoa. They're like, hey, we're out of work, man, like, clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember once doing a show in the valley at some karaoke bar they did stand up in Burbank 
So like on Oh, is that where all the porn stars go yes. do the karaoke? And yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I remember I was being on I was on stage and I was working out like some like I, w- I was working out like my Willy Wonka bit and this thing about moms. It was like really sweet like innocent comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming up <And> next, <laughs> Jenna Jameson. Dude, let me tell you though. Like the the adult industry, I don't know, porn stars, I guess we'll call them, that were there. We're so into that style of comedy. Yeah. I was like, oh, this, oh. I think there is a part of them that needs like some innocence. And maybe that's why, because like I was, it was saying some dark shit and the girl kept going, oh my God. And, I, and, and by the way, just because she does porn doesn't mean that no, like she's into like crazy. Dude, maybe she gets it all out with that. And then yeah. it's obviously, who, dude, people are But it was funny. I was I like, and I obviously didn't want to mess with them because at this point I was like, I don't care what you do for a job. Could you tell they were por- like? Do porn stars dress different? Well, some, I asked them how. Some you can. T- I've seen. Like, them. Do like, they hey, show up at the comedy store with like their boobs out and stuff? A lot of Sam, them. Sam, th- th- this one did not, not all, but I the, the ones I've seen. I'm like, I, they walk by and I'm like, hey, they're, and they're like, yeah, it's. A I was just talking. I was like, how'd you meet? And then they were like both looking, and I was like, oh, here we go. This is some shit that they don't want to talk uh, about. Surprise! Okay. And then they're it. like on a porn set. It was an intimate crowd, and I I think they felt comfortable enough where they were like, I'm not gonna dig and like embarrass them yeah they trusted you yeah. Did they work together um well yeah well not regularly so this guy was like one of the uh he was like a sound guy or oh, something okay so they were like a performer they weren't yeah. both performers because that would be hard to yeah. work backwards of like we had sex now let's go on dates to see if we like get along but i almost feel like Weird that's world. like meeting somebody at work yeah for yeah. sure because you're like yeah hey, we fucked whatever no and that's yeah that happens to be your job you're like yeah so. Yeah, yeah, no, it's life. it's it's a weird, but also it's weird when you see it and you go, oh yeah, it really isn't a big deal. You're like yeah. this, it's it's very boring. Well, you when you live in L.A. a lot, like if you lived, if you stayed in Indiana or you stayed in Philadelphia, or I stayed where I'm from, you that would be shot. You're like, I talk to porn stars. That's insane. You don't even but like when you live in L.A. and you've lived in L.A. for a long period of time, you're pretty desensitized to that. Yeah, every you're like, yeah. oh, who cares. Like, I've, I've seen, seen that a dis- lot. Yeah, and I, I like I was talking to somebody about this recently that the average Tuesday or Wednesday night we have, if we never left our normal lives, that'd be the night we talk about forever. Yeah, it'd blow your mind. Blow your mind. Like, yeah. oh, there's there's Bill Burr, there's Dude, Sebastian, there's Ari. Was, there's or like you yeah, interact what? with Chappelle, whatever. Right. Yeah, you like, opened up for Chappelle. Like, I know. That's crazy. A, Dude, I was just thinking about it because we recorded that Beach Cops like on Thursday night, and then at five a.m. I went hiking to what like this 10,000 foot peak and then the next day I went to I did a race car thing and the dude what a great auto life club. and I got I did a uh, 153 in a stock car averaged around the uh, two mile oval at were you scared auto club it was intimidating they ease you into it but still taking a banked corner at 150 no way by yourself I wouldn't it was, be able to do that it was crazy and then that night I had a spot at the comedy store and I was like dude look I'm not rich. I'm not famous, but this is a hell of a fucking life. Absolutely, like it's crazy. You got. You have to take those moments to appreciate. Yes, it. you have to. And I think a lot of times you can be like, "Well, I don't have this or that," and you go, Gratitude "You know what? This is everything. actually, if if this is it, like, okay, I'm I fine like, with it, dude. Honestly, the, just I, making enough, you know, where you get by, and you're like, oh, fuck, there was so many years crazy. where I couldn't afford a sandwich. Or yeah. if I, I didn't even have a car, but I remember like when I first moved out here and I did have a car, if I got a parking ticket, I was done. 
I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're I'm like, like, I'm, I'm a I don't parking know ticket away from, from fucking being homeless. Yeah, yeah. And now that like I have a car that runs, it's not an awesome car, but it's reliable transportation, a roof yeah. over my head, and I'm healthy, and I know that I'm getting older. And best case scenario, it's halfway over for me. Best case scenario, I'm going to enjoy every day. No, for sure. Dude, I remember I used to live two blocks up from where I am now, yeah. and I had to park my car another block up, yep. and uh, that's it gets into like a ritzier neighborhood, and I always parked in front of, uh, you know that girl from that 70s show, the redheaded chick? Oh, she's hot. Yeah. Loves the MMA. It, and she married the brother, Danny Masterson's brother. Oh. I think for a while. Huh. And so they had this house, and I always parked there, and I would leave my car for a couple days, and I guess they were shooting something there, and so they put a no parking sign, but they had put an old Christmas tree against it, so it blocked it, so I go up to get my car to go to work, and my fucking car is gone, and she's out there, and I was like, and I'm screaming, where the fuck's my car? And she's like, well, there's no parking sign. I go, you motherfucker. I go, there was a goddamn Christmas tree, and I started screaming at her. She's like, whoa, chill out. I go, I don't think you fucking realize, not only am I not getting paid for work tonight because I can't get there. I am also don't know where the fuck my car is and I don't have money to get it out of there. And she just couldn't, I don't think she could wrap her head around that she's living in a multi-million dollar house and just, I think her mind was blown that like, basically I'm done here. Yeah. I don't think, I think that's the beauty of being a stand-up comic because I don't care if you're the luckiest comedian ever, you're going to go through some lean years. Yeah. And that should give you some compassion and I hope to never, ever lose that ever. I hundred percent agree. I think I think to the point though. Now it it'll almost become a hindrance because even when you have money, you'll still like be so fucking frugal about everything. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I'm not spending. Okay, I, I can't buy that. What are you crazy? Yeah, even if you have millions in the bank, you're like, right. oh yeah, we're not doing that. I think a lot of stand ups are. Yeah, the, yeah, like Chris Rock is still complaining about his divorce, and to guys like us, you're like, he has a ton of money, but it's yeah. like when you come up with nothing, you know, it's like he still you still sweat it. But he's still like that guy still throws that. Like he always has nice new rides yeah. and stuff. I almost think of like Burr, who's always like, hey, I'm not fucking buying that. Like he, he that he's always like complaining about. Well, you remember that Seinfeld documentary where Jay Leno was like, yeah, I've never spent oh, any he, of my Tonight yeah, Show money. He just stand up money, paid for all of his cars and everything. He has a sweet house because he grew up in my town. He has a sweet. He built a sweet house there, and this girl, my sister, it was my sister's age, who she was friendly with. Her dad, who was like his best high school buddy, lives in the house, and whenever Jay Leno's in town, he just is like. Hey, I'm uh, like I'm coming through. Like, oh, that is so. He essentially gave his best friend a house. Yeah, but it, like when, when when he comes through, they're like hanging. You know, like and he comes. Through. Did he say he like took his pants off? So one time, <laughs> my sister, this girl, my sister was friendly with, I think happened to be staying there too. And Jay Leno like just walked by like the hallway like buck naked or something. She's like, whoa, and he's like. Yeah, it's my house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just like, oh my god! But he had a point. Like it is his place. Yeah. That's hilarious. He's like, hey, you, that's the price to pay for your dad having this sweet man. Yeah, Did your dad ever walk around in his tidy whiteies all the when, time when friends were over? We yeah. when, I, when I had friends over, he would come by in tattered, just ratty <laughs> tidy whiteies. I don't think dads I mean, just, nowadays. I think the tidy whitey dad era is over. Yeah, I think it is because my dad was sure. big into the t- like. He never really in, in company. He had a shitty robe that he would wear all the time, like on weekends. <laughs> it's like yellow and blue, like it was like crusty whatever, and just like whatever they had just to cope with life. Yeah, it's just so like funny. I don't even like. I don't care about any of you. <laughs> I hate my job. My I'm gonna this horrible robot <laughs> these, just walk around. Yeah. yeah, these gray, 
like athletic shorts that said property of the Philadelphia Phillies. XXLs. He loved them so much. He would just, he put a recliner in his bedroom so we couldn't destroy it. He had a (laughs) recliner in his bedroom and would take the cable box and just click through the channels. Click, 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 click. The old school cable. Oh, the one where you had to push the button yeah. and then the other one would pop yeah. up. Yeah, I couldn't be happier in there by himself. That, uh, and like, I don't remember him coming near me and my friends. Dude, it's crazy what you think, like what your parents sacrificed to have kids. Oh, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Once you, it, and it's, it's, obviously the older you get, it's easier to understand, but then having... A kid now, you're like, oh wait, it's, like you, you like look back and you understand things a lot. Like, oh oh my god, you're like, okay, now it a lot more. Just wrecking sense. shit. Do you know shit that they shit that they like that you fucking destroyed, destroyed as a kid? Just as a kid, just rip a picture in half. Yep. I remember couches. My, yeah. my dad would be irate because you know you had the code. Even if we hated each other, me and my brother and sister, there was the no snitching of like, no, if no one says who did it, then no one did it. Yeah. That's and so weird. he would just be like. The lamp didn't break itself. Like just like irate that no one would give him answers. Like uh-huh. a cop. But like, now you see it, dude. You're lucky. Like I think now you realize how close you were to just getting the shit beaten out of you with somebody's oh, yeah. fist. Like where they're like, I, I got to walk this off because I'm literally going to about ready to murder a person. I don't. I think parents must get magical powers from God. It's crazy just to put up with it. My grandfather had this device. He called it the luxion strap. He took a broomstick, he sawed it down to like a handheld like, cl- <laughs> club. A billy club. Not, but that wasn't the weapon. Did he put a nail through it? That was just the mechanism to swing the weapon. He then took a leather belt and, and cut it into pieces, and it was like Medusa's hair. Oh, it's like would, a uh, would, bondage flaw. And he would whip my father with it. And then my father's coming from that, and he only like spanked us like I think one or two times. Like, if you're coming from that level, yeah, like, yeah. which is probably considered now abuse. I mean, being whipped with a, a Where's the flog now? My dad has it to this Does he? day. I was going to say, wow. if something like that doesn't Sometimes go away, they're you like, keep look, that. He look at like yeah. my brother's kids and be like, you want me to get the luxion strap? They don't get what it is. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you don't want it. They you call it a luxion strap? That's what my grandfather is there, is, 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 it, is that uh, mean anything? I or? have no idea. If he just made it up. Strap. <laughs> he, I think my brother got it once because I threw sand at, at cars at my grandfather's house outside. And I was too young. Oh, the to grandfather be, beat I him. I was too young to be beaten. And he got brought in and was whipped <laughs> with this thing. He's like, right? well, I got to beat somebody. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, figure like, it out. You were with him. You should have, it's like the type of, you should have, you should have stopped it. And it's like. Yeah. It's like when you, uh, you're driving the car, but somebody gets shot in a robbery. You're both going away for murder. Yeah. And he, yeah. He did the, the hard time on yeah. that one. Oof. But I, I took residual beatings, I think, for that. For I, I made it up uh, from. My brother beating, beating it's it always, down to me. Trickles down. It's yeah. always great when you take beatings from your brother and then you grow up to be bigger than your brother. Like, well, there's that like, one day where it's like, you always right, things, say, things are going to change. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when I came home from college and I got into it with my big brother. Like, because he had a stereo in his room and I had a stereo in my room. And he started to make his louder, so I'd make mine louder. Then he'd make his louder, and then he came and was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "You want to do this?" And I just—he took a swing at me, and I just picked him up and slammed him on my bed because oh. I hated college, and the only thing I did was lift weights. But I don't know who was more scared. Just fucking Jack. Well, you were angry. scared of like, where does we go from here? Like, like yeah, no, I was we... scared that I did it. Like, he was scared that it happened, and I was. Oh, scared, so you're like, like, oh shit, I didn't know I had this in me, and he's like, oh, exactly. I didn't know. He, I didn't know he had it in him either. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How did it end? You just let him up, or 
Yeah. Was it like, hey, like, if I let you up, is it cool? Did you have to give yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. If no, I let you up, no, are we was, done? I've done that where it yeah. was like, my brother and I got to the point where it was like, we, like he was trying to break my finger and I was trying to crush his nuts. It was like yep. a stalemate. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you break that finger, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to break your nuts right now. And then it, that was our last huge fight. I think it was probably like Two weeks 23. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it was like, all right, yeah, we're good. It's, you know what's great? I was just hanging out with my younger brother and his kids. He's got three boys. Like six four, and the baby will be two in September. Ooh, that's a lot of boys, dude. It's just genetic. It's just like my my nephew that's six is the coolest, sweetest kid ever. He's awesome, but then when nobody's watching, he just destroys his little brother. Yeah, yeah. it's just in the genetic code. <laughs> yeah, for when sure. When the first kid, it's hard to like. You know, just having my baby now. It, it's if I have another kid, it's hard. Like they've just been raised alone. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, hey, here are these yeah. other two. And whether you love them, and you are going to love them, but it's like, hey, I remember my life was great before well, this. I don't know how parents split up their energy and time and watching the kids. Like, I'll fall asleep when the kids fall. When I go visit them, if the kids fall asleep at 8 o'clock, I fall asleep at 8 o'clock. Yeah. It's so out. exhausting. Yeah, it's tiring. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a weird. I feel like you, like when we were coming up, like our parents just trusted us to go out. And do like my mom had three little kids. My dad was never really around, yeah. and she ran the motel. That's twenty four hour day business, and she's like, and she raised the three of us, yeah, basically by herself. And she was like, yeah, I like just go out. I used to tell the story. There's like a schizophrenic guy who lived in our woods, and my mom's like, if you see him, don't let him touch you, because I don't know if that guy's. I don't know if he's gonna like molest you or what's right. gonna happen. So she's like, yeah, just steer clear of him if you see him living in the woods. There's that, signs on the trees that would watch out for. Dude, I remember being like, now. dude, I remember being like 13 years old and on my skateboard, probably like four miles away from my house. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, at 13, dude, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you. See you later. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no way. Dude, that, we'd get dropped off at the mall when I was 10. Yeah. yeah. It was the 80s. It was me yeah. and my best friend, Brian. Going to the mall was great. Dude, a great source of entertainment. Best. We used to do all these stupid fucking games. The mall was the only place to go meet. Like, you chicks. Got, you yeah, see you chicks from other schools. Here. Yeah, for we, sure. We, and you would you'd be like, look at that. But you would not, well, at least we never talked to them. Never no, no, you never talked to them. You build Laura up this, Marion no. field hockey jacket. That and, girl's a babe. And you would build up these fake, like, you, you start going out with her, and then you meet like with those yeah. other girls for all of us. And the only reason you need girls from the other school because you've like struck out you have no shot Swinging with any girls in your school so you're like i gotta go find some new chicks <laughs> that i can fake not go talk to dude i remember there was a great fat guy i went to college with named larry <laughs> that's he a was great fat guy named <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would, everything about him was fantastic and he would talk with his fingers like a 1920s fat guy he would twiggle his fingers his fat fingers he's <laughs> <laughs> great and his hands would rest on his belly they're my favorite kind of fat guys he had the larry fingers belly larry <laughs> and there was no way he ever got any chicks. But I remember he was trying to tell us that he got chicks when he went to go visit his buddy at Towson State. <laughs> so I was Class. like, oh, how, how was it? Jesus And he Christ. goes like this. He's like, let's just say the women at Towson are a little bit more liberal. <laughs> <laughs> was, he, was he looking to transfer? He must have been like, I'm considering going Dude, over there. But you know it's such a lie because anytime anybody hooked up, they're like, oh my God, you guess what the fuck happened? Yeah. Like it was, Nobody was ever like, I'm going to hold out uh, for a gentleman while. Gentleman keeps his secrets. Yeah. He was so great. I would have liked to have seen like, like the, the caliber of lady that Larry was, was pulling. I don't know. Dude, what if it was no. just a 10? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's never. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why the world just seems like it used to be more like an 80s movie. I feel like everybody, you know, you know though, I do think that there is probably, a, there are a lot more kids who are like crazy, energetic boys who they're telling like, don't, don't, you don't do that. Yeah, you gotta I don't get think out of they're your having system. as much yeah. fun. Well, kids don't get licenses now, man. They're not fucking, they're not really doing a lot. Dude, it's, it all comes down to the phone. Yeah. There's too well, much shit. There's too much shit and... on the phone and computer. Yeah, you don't need to. Well, then yeah. you, can, the you can hang out with your friends just via text. Dude, and I go outside less because of the computer. Yeah. You know, sometimes you like go on YouTube and you're like, dude, it's been two hours. The fuck am I doing? Oh, I'm definitely addicted to my phone. Hey, yeah. Brian Holtzman breaking down Facebook to me. He's a new Facebook user. He's like, <laughs> you're on the Facebook? And I'm like, I'm actually not. And he's like, I just did it because I'm trying to get my Instagram videos viewed. It, it's killing my time. The comments. Everyone's got a comment on everything. Next thing I know, I haven't read. I haven't gone outside. I haven't yeah. done this. He's like, <laughs> he's right. the fuck out Dude, of I mind. haven't eaten. Like, I'll check my email in the morning and then, like, something. And then I'll be like, oh, now I got to do this. And then I'm like, oh, wait, what's this video? Yep. And then I'm checking this. And next thing you know, I haven't eaten breakfast. It's been two hours. Yes. That's and, crazy. Uh, you're like, it's if it's happening to me and you and you, then children have no fucking, they have no chance. Dude, there was, like, a study recently that said kids... We're spending more time indoors than prisoners. I believe it, and I kind of do. So believe these prisoners it. are going out in the yard because they love they love in that time, dude. I I love going out in the yard now. Like whenever I go outside, especially yeah. now this time of year, the weather's so perfect. I'm like, yeah, I got to do more of this. Sometimes you go out and you go, why didn't I go out for two days? Yep. Why didn't I go especially outside like for a, two when days? You're a comic, yeah. You're like, I haven't showered in three days. Dude, I haven't gone outside. Sure. <laughs> I haven't gone outside in two. Yeah. When you other when people. There's a reason we call them civilians, people who are on comics. Yep. It's because we live such a bizarre lifestyle. But when they hear, like, wait, you haven't gone outside, you haven't showered, and you're like, yeah. It's just Dude, yeah. Kind of how you're like, is. I Monday night was the last time I was out. Now it's, it's Thursday. <laughs> I haven't showered. I haven't gone outside. I've told people that are coming home to go to the stop by the store because I need something to eat. It's almost it's weird so when you crazy. talk to that first random person. You're like, uh, how like, does this work dude, again? Yeah, you feel you weird. You fucking like, uh, feel weird. Can you imagine being in solitary confinement for like six months? Oh, what is your mind? What yeah. is your first interaction when you you might not even know how to speak anymore to a person? Because yeah, you go three days without talking to like when I used to live by myself. Like I I I think I longest I was like three straight days where I didn't really leave and I didn't talk to anybody and the first interaction I had was very awkward. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm now I'm going. What, what do I leave my house for every day? This sounds great. <laughs> You're like I got. I'm get running into through this my lifestyle. schedule in my brain, and I'm like, what did I? Oh, yeah, I went and got donuts. Had to do a podcast. And then you're making weird shit. You're just whatever you have in your refrigerator. You're gonna yeah. make some sort of concoction out of disgust. You're like, I found this, and I'm gonna put this together, and I'm gonna put a little bit of that on Dude, top. Because I moved, like my kitchen isn't stocked yet, and I've been eating garbage. Well, now you with all the delivery the options, just with like all these different companies, you can really, you really don't have to leave your place at all. You, you get, get real fucked up. You can get Amazon to you the next day. Like, it's crazy. I wonder if the number of shut-ins has increased. I bet. It's got to have. Yeah, well, you would, it would no, you'd have to. Yeah, how could it not? Well, plus, like, the positive side of it, like, you could really go live somewhere not really, you could go live in a rural area and with Amazon and the internet. Yeah. 
like you don't need to be around people as much. I wonder if the average age of a shut-in has decreased. It's uh, 21 now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's where you start your shut-in. Get days. out of college and you go right into uh, being a shut-in. The number of people being cut out of their house, has it gone up or down? <laughs> Easily up. In the U.S., up. <laughs> Way. It's like, I w- this is what I need. There were people I need cut people out of that... the water park when I was there two days ago. <laughs> Dude, remember, I, I, we've told this before, but there was a, we went to a water park in New Hampshire, like near where he lived, his old the stomping ground, um, like was a few years back, and there was a uh, scale because there was a ride, oh, wow. it was for doubles. Oh, There's a scale. And the police to, siren on it. <laughs> it was crazy. It wouldn't tell you how much you weighed, but it would go off. And they're like, yeah, you can't ride this fucking ride. We saw ride one there. guy eyeing it nervously. Like, because <laughs> like, he's like, am I below? Like, it's like a moment of truth. It is a nerve. But you, I never, I never remember ever seeing any of that. We no. saw, like, like you would be, the stairs you got while you waited in line would be ridicule enough for you not to go on that slide. I said to uh, my girlfriend when we were there, there were so many fat kids. I, like, cause I was a fat kid. I was like, I, w- I wish I was a fat a kid now. <laughs> yeah, you'd these be kids fine. Are, these yeah. kids look like they're like having the time of their life. I was so shamed by all these thin kids. You're like, I, these people are all accepted. Dude, people have gotten way fatter, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, not even time. a question. Yeah. Like there's like hard research to back that up. Yeah, without a doubt. US is we're eating well. Do you think Not it's, well. That's the Do you problem. think that it's so just spoiled. It, except Oh dude, we have too much freedom, too yeah, much time. Look it's at the grocery store. Look at all the options. Like a, yeah. We have 800 cereals. You don't yeah, need crazy. any of it, dude. No. You don't need any of it. So we're spoiled. Buy rotten. some sweet potatoes, get some chicken breast, and, and make some rice. And go get shredded. And there's your fucking meal. <laughs> Before I forget, by the way, this is uh no segue, but check out our show in the belly room this uh Thursday night, oh, yeah. June 20th. Oh, nice. Yeah. 200 show. You got in right under the 200s. A lot of people say Oh, that- my gosh. Dude, the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm ruining the show. I'm ruining <laughs> no, the no, chemistry. No. A, lot of people, not- a lot of people say the hundreds are the Danish O'Neill golden, the golden era. So you got in right <laughs> under really the I'm really into wire. their early stuff. <laughs> Who knows what the 200s hold for us? And a lot of people are asking where they can see the live stream. It's going to be on the All Things Comedy Instagram. It's at All Things Comedy. If oh, it's going to be live it, on the Instagram? If you want to see the live stream. Are they going to do it on Facebook, too, or is it just going to be Instagram? Uh, as of now, I've just been... Until okay. but you can probably check their Twitter too. To and what are you guys going to be doing with that show? It's two hundredth. Oh, it's wild. Oh, that's going to get streamed on Instagram. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. At the, okay. In the belly room, June twentieth, sold out. Eleanor uh, Kerrigan, Bushman, Earl Skakel, our buddy Andrew Dewitt. It's going to be a wild time. John Little. What John time Little is it? Well, eight uh, o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, it's two hours. It's going to be an action-packed two hours. We're going to have stand in the back and get in the way of all. Absolutely, the dude. Come in. We're going to have. We're selling posters afterwards too. Yeah, bring commemorative your cash. posters. Bring uh, your hard cash. I think there's going to be like ten bucks. Yeah, because uh, limited only, limited print. Did yeah. Dewitt do the poster? No, uh, we went with uh, Bert and. Uh, Renazizi's guy, cool. the guy who does all their stuff. So, yeah, it yeah, came out great. It was worth it. It was worth the. Yeah, yeah, it Is came it out. Awesome? It's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's ten bucks cash. We won't be. We don't have uh, Apple Pay. Yeah. So bring your cash. There's an ATM machine around the should corner. Should be a good deal. Yeah. Bring your cash. For everything, Dude, that's going to be awesome. Eleanor's making seven up cake, which I don't know if that's is that an, <laughs> is that a Pennsylvania thing? I think it is. We had never heard of it. She, Did she, you? Yeah. Have you had seven up cake? Yeah. It's a known thing. It's a known thing. She claims that hers is unbelievable. So what we're going to do. Don't tell her. But we're going to have a blind taste the test. Seven up cake store bought versus hers challenge. To see if she could tell. Oh, that's. She right. claims that she definitely she can tell. Best. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. 
What other surprise? What are you going to have Lahai do? Oh, what, well, yeah. what are we going to have him do? There might be a Bushman Lahai combination of international comedians, a comedy duo. I'm worried about the Bush after the show, which I think we're going to have to go down to the patio to uh, just hang out. Yeah. Because uh, there's a show after us, unfortunately. A celebratory drink. Yeah. But uh, I think Bush, the amount of people who want to buy Bush a drink could be dangerous for Bush. And take pictures. <laughs> It'll be like the old days. Oh, he's going like to party. He, he's going to be in, in heaven. Please take a picture with the Bushman. Yeah, while well, you can. It'll make I his... wonder if Eddie Van Halen will show up to get high with him again. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that's crazy. The Bushman, it's unbelievable. That guy's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I love Van Halen. But he wouldn't say Van yeah. Halen. He would have some variation. That it, wait, who? Also, uh, you know, if you bet on the NBA Finals, yeah. I hope you use the bet DSI, and I hope you use the promo code DO101. John Little was talking to trying to bet on Conor Mc- or, uh Justin Bieber versus Tom Cruise using the promo code DO101. <laughs> he did go. He goes, what's that promo code again? <laughs> Thanks for the that's uh, not a, thank you for the Twitter uh, the yeah. Twitter pub, John. Check out Bet DSI. You can get the app on your phone. You can go to the website. They've been around 20 years, super reliable. You can bet on everything from politics to boxing to MMA, basketball, football, all the sports. It's always something going Reality on. shows. Make money. Help us make money. Help you make money. Yeah. Have some fun. Dio 101, bet DSI. Always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I always do. When I play roulette, I always bet on black. Do you win? No. Not a lot. I'm not a big Vegas. Like my friends love Vegas, and I'll go to like hang out. But I'm I'm I, not a big gambler. But I, I do like roulette. Get, I like getting out. I'm like I need to be out of there in like 48 hours. I'm right there with you. I can't, I've never had the money. I love the people watching. It's second to none if you like people watching, which I do. But after like I'm like all right, I'm done. I can't. Yeah, I get like, depressed. Yeah, but dude, yeah, you can sad. go to like yeah, but you can do the same people watching at like Walmart. I also or don't like else. the, like, the cigarette smoke is brutal. I don't like if you don't smoke. I just smoke. see too many people that that shouldn't be there. Exactly. It's and, then, tough. and then you have the lady who comes up to you it's in the sad. lobby, but then you realize she's a hooker like a midway through her second sentence, and you're like, you're like, oh, I just thought I was like, look, she's like, oh, hey, what's going the on? The cable guy. Yeah, you're like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, like, See, I don't ever, nobody ever, I, I have like a standoffish look on my face, so people never approach me. Yeah, I have cop face. My dad yeah. says, <laughs> my dad was hit up by like a, a lobby hooker, he was telling me on his last That's like trip. your, like, like a guy that age. Yeah, older dude. It looks like he's, you know, he's probably got a little disposable income. Yeah, dressed nice. He's That's dressed like, like, like a, the... Uh, like, 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 like I dress. Like a dude, I heard a lot of girls from here do that and nobody knows about it. From LA to from Vegas? LA to oh, Vegas. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like when there's big events, mm. conventions, big things like that, they well, just go out for a weekend. As soon as they get... Go to the Burbank airport. He was like, dude, just... Do you ever notice, like, when you're flying in and out of Burbank, there's all these, there's always hot chicks flying to Vegas, like on Thursday afternoon. Oh, uh, it's going to work for the weekend. And I was like, Ugh. Wait till the Raiders get in Vegas. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna oh be dude, business. yeah, business is gonna be booming. Yeah, a lot of them do the strip club for the weekend too. I do the strip club for the weekend. For uh, it's my side bit. Everybody's working. <laughs> Farley coming out. Who was telling us that the strip clubs now because everyone smokes weed? Or was, uh, uh, was that was? Dewitt? No, it was. Or who was uh, telling us that? Uh, oh, was it? Uh, it was uh, Sean Patton. Yes. What did yes. He oh say? wait, Sean Patton's episode hasn't come on. We had to bump Sean Patton down. He's one of uh, my favorites too. Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. We were, we were supposed to release him. He, he referenced you on the episode. Yeah. He described a guy as being like Steve Simone. I forget who it was. We had to. Hopefully they were. I hope nice. he. I have to text no, him like and a be nice like. Person. He meant like as a nice guy. Because we had to talk about the. Uh, 
200th episode on this episode. So then we had to bump him, and then we have to bump him next week for the 200th episode. <laughs> so he's going to the 30th. Sometimes you just got to get a, sh- a couple shows. Do you shows. want to have him just do this one? Did, no, did no, we have, because we had to get some information out about the show about okay. the, uh, where people could listen to yeah. it. Yeah, so he, So it's going to be live streaming on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool, awesome. though. That's good. That, that's super cool. It's also great that Instagram, you can do that now. Remember when I, they started out, it was, what, like 15-second video? I didn't realize you could do a whole long show like that. Dude, I there. need to sit down with Brenton. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. He's great, man. Yeah, he knows. that. But it's great. They have that TV th- app thing now on there that you could do. Because remember, we were making videos for Instagram. We were like, dude, how are we going to make 15-second videos? Yeah, it was hard. It's kind of like how Twitter started with really short. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's cool. They realized they needed to lengthen it out. At the same time, it's like, I guess, like, creatively, like, it makes you work a little. But then I was like, what are you going to get done in 15 seconds? There's all these sites now that I, I feel like I've fallen already so far behind. And I'm not I'm not that old, but TikTok is, I don't even know what yeah, that is. Yeah, you have to learn all that stuff. What is it? It's like a site you make content? I think so. Because <laughs> people, they're I, hear all, people <laughs> I hear the kids talking about it. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. I wonder about. how this is all going to play out in 15, like, how, how are people going to make money uh, creating content? Because, I mean, you need you need money to create certain, like, f- certainly filming and doing stuff. Yep. And how? what's your big revenue stream to do, like, big projects? How's that going to be? Where's it going to come from? Good content. You know what I mean? Anybody yeah. can make content, but you need good content. Yeah, there. but, like, high-level content that looks good, you know, uh, technically like movies, is sound like, and like creatively is sound. That or, like, TV, even if it's, like, shorter length. I mean... We just from filming anything it costs a fucking fortune. Yeah, to make it look good, to have a real professional camera guy, have real have sound people, properly. have somebody edit it, have somebody color correct it, have somebody yep. sync, do all the sound mixing, and have even licensing fucking sound effects is insane. Yep, everything's expensive. Music. So I wonder how that's going to end up. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's all going to be like uh, it's just going to be like Game of Thrones style. It'll be. Kind of like they're doing with movies now. Only these $200 million action movies. I think it's only going to be like Game of Thrones, huge no, doing huge numbers, do stuff like, like that. Do you think like normal movies, like, uh, do you think it's going to, the pendulum ever swing back? Like they'll start doing <sighs> original stuff? I used to think so. Stuff. Let's hope, but I, right now it seems like there's no sign of it. Dude, how many insane 80s movies ideas were actually made? What? I, there's so many. Like I have a, if you go on stars, I have yeah. stars and you can just click through and you're like, oh, I remember that. How fucking insane is that premise? Yep. How insane was that premise? How insane? Was, like the last 80s style, pre- like Hot Tub Time Machine, I think was the yep. last really well, was crazy. It was hilarious. Step Brothers is kind of in that vein, but there's not a lot. A little bit. They just don't make funny comedies anymore. Or just like, yeah, or just like that old school. Kinda. They don't really make any comedies. No, no, it's not a lot. But not like a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure does, will never exist again. Well, they're making the coming out with the new one. Well, they say, yeah. And is it true Doc Brown might have a, a cameo in that? What, like oh, he, I don't know. As he, Doc Brown? Yeah, like Seriously? that showed Bill and Ted How to Travel Time. <laughs> really? That'd be crazy. That'd actually be pretty cool. I would love, I love yeah. stuff like and that. And if Marty was in it too? Oh, that'd, that'd be like the both best. Both there, be nuts. But there were so many just why, like I, I felt at, like in the 80s you go, I got this crazy idea, like, oh, let's make it. But then Teen Wolf now, they re, they adapt it and they made, I think, was it more dramatic, right? It was a drama, yeah. yeah. It didn't really, it didn't have Terrible. anything to do. It was just the name. That's why I never get why they use the name. Like, remember that Battleship movie? Like, why buy the rights 
and then make a serious movie out of like a a game for kids. Oh yeah, yeah it was so stupid. Like E forty saying my battleship. It's like it's like using Twinkie, just having the name Twinkie. I but guess, that it's, but it's like, does it command it that much to do respect? With like, yeah. is anyone like dying to? Say, I, well, I love the battleship, battleship movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I gotta see that. Yeah, ba- was it Battleship about aliens? The movie? Yeah. I don't even know. I just know Rihanna was in it. That's the only thing I, I think know it about. had something to do with aliens. That sounds fake. We're going to make a movie from the game show, the <laughs> board game Battleship. We got Rihanna attached. They've been trying for years to make Monopoly. I don't know how many times I've seen the Monopoly how do you go even into make turnaround. It? Just about a guy who owns like a block? Dude, it, you tell me. That's why they haven't made it yet. But they've bought every, I mean, every board game imaginable they've tried to turn in. The Parker brothers are living large. It's, uh, yeah, I, but now I don't know. Because, I mean, when we were writing movies, we could you could still have an insane premise and like, to be like, yeah, that's great. Let's make this. But now it's not. Well, I hope like that. That. We'll, we'll, that every the pendulum always swings. Yeah. I just don't know how it's going to swing. I feel like the insanity went to crazy TV shows and then trickled down to just crazy YouTube shit. When TV yeah. has become like, if you look at the shows that people like Game of Thrones is basically an episode is a movie. Yeah, yep. it's like so I agree. It's become it has the become, budget of a movie. Yeah, each episode, the, the length, the feel, the yeah, that's everything. So yeah. it's weird how that's like in our lifetime we've seen. Yeah, it's totally like, like TV has turned into movies. Uh, movies. Yeah, basically. it's like a movie every week. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder how it's a. Uh, and then people get be, spoiled but... and they're like, "Well, it didn't turn out as I wanted." Yeah, that's to. so great. So you guys need to go back you, to the drawing board. Dude, like, did you see that uh, the kid from Stranger Things, the kid with the fucked up oh, front they teeth, destroyed that kid? Uh, so he's doing a prank show, and it's about people like get a job, and then it's not a real job, and all this crazy shit happens to him. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's the classic prank show. And bef- nobody's seen the fucking show. I don't think they've even filmed it. And there was such an outrage on Twitter. How do, do you know how hard it is to get a job and then you show up and it's not real? And who knows? They don't even know. Maybe they give these people $50,000 for doing this. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe it's not. Are you kidding? Do you remember Scare Tactics? Yes. Vaguely. That show was insane. It was from the guys that used to do that MTV show. Uh, what was that show called? Uh, fucking, they did the uh, MTV uh, Spring Break yeah. prank. You were there fucking the with everybody. With, like, Kennedy and the gang. They infiltrated the MTV Spring Break house. They were like MTV terrorists. They worked from within the organization, oh, but nobody insane. knew about it. They were like before Jackass. Yeah, and, they and Tom Green before the Tom Green. What was Green. that show called? I can't, I can't think of I, it. It's literally... Someone, a million people are going to tweet it at you. Idiot. It's like, it's hard. Remember there was, the moment. That was when they were, like in a, they were smashing a car in Tiger Stadium's parking lot. They're like, smash a car. I don't even remember this. It sounds like they were so far ahead of the curve on all of everything. They that, were, dude. Because isn't that the only thing YouTube influencers really do? They're all just like prank people? A lot, yeah. A lot of it is, yeah. They were way before their time. And then they did Scare Tactics, which was like on FX, I think, before or Sci-Fi, one of those. And it was the most insane prank show. I mean, I'm surprised nobody ever died, either from a heart attack. I mean, they had... A lot of it was alien and monster shit. I mean, shit that I would have literally shit my pants if I had been in, happened to me. Like this stuff, to, it was it was mind boggling what they would do. Like, what do you remember? Do you have any examples? I remember like, one where there was this. They had this little person dressed as like a little monster, and this guy was either working for a late night exterminator company or something. And this thing came out of the wall. Like, but they had a budget, so it looked like you know it was like real Hollywood. That's crazy. costume designers and everything, and it started chasing. Like you saw this thing, dude. I would freak the fuck out. Was it called Buzzkill? Yeah, Buzzkill. That was it. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you haven't you. watched any of the old scare tech, you should like they would take people in a van. You know, it was like a bachelorette party, yeah. and then the van would get lost in like the desert, and some guy would be there, and he would be like injured, and he'd be like, "You gotta help me." And then he's like, "My buddy went crazy," and he like cut up my other buddy, and then they'd find the body of this other person, and then the guy would be driving the van. I mean, it was just like. Crazy. Crazy. You know what the worst job on that show is? Is uh, hey guys, we just scared you. You shit your pants. You sign this release so you yeah. can be on TV. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just cleaning it up. But I loved it. And but now there's no way you get away with that. People, you get, like, are you crazy? Not the man. You get stabbed. You get shot. Yeah. yeah. But don't like a lot of those YouTube pranksters. Don't like it, the budgets I, aren't there for that. I stuff. think they've. I think there is a guy that uh, there is a guy who's like a big jack dude and he knows MMA. And he'll go out and say crazy shit to people. People will swing on him, and he'll literally just dodge. He'll be like dodging punches, like just head movement, dodging punches. Dude, there's what's the name of that guy from Philly that's really funny? He does a lot of stuff on the streets. He's like a YouTube dude. Oh, Billy on the street? No. No. God, is that, that, uh, dude, he's so, oh, he's, he's a YouTube these, guy? I don't know. He's, yeah, he's got all these characters. Lenny Dykstra? He has <laughs> 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 this character who gives you financial advice. <laughs> is he in prison again? I don't know. Do you remember? I delivered to Lenny Dykstra. His real sports was When he was crazy. like hiding out from uh, the law when we were at Yummy. Like, do you remember when he was he wanted for a bunch of shit? He was living in the back of house. somebody's guest the, house or something. The guy with all the cars? That guy? No, that, no, no. That guy got arrested too. That guy, I know my- uh, Your Yummy customers got arrested? Dude, he was involved in like one of the, like the second largest Ponzi scheme. This guy had like- 400 a, million he- Crazy whoa. cars. Yeah, dude, he had a he had a Bugatti Veyron. He had a Por- that Porsche Carrera GT. Oh, the Veyron when it came out. I mean, they were one point eight, something like that. Two now, probably. He had a Porsche Carrera GT. What do they sell for? A Carrera GT now, probably like eight nine hundred. Oh my god! When they came out, I think they were four seventy five and oh five, and they've only gone up. Um, and then he had he had a Bentley in there, and then he had a. I think he had a Viper and he had a Lotus Esprit. Didn't he have a jet? Wasn't there something with a jet? Wasn't he involved? Like, didn't they arrest him off his jet or something? Oh, he had a private jet. He uh, And that was only his car collection in LA because he's from Indiana. And so he had, he always bragged. He, like, he'd go on shows and brag like, oh, I don't even know how many cars I have. He's like, I think I have a hundred. Oh my God. He had smuggled, or he had embezzled $400 million. Ponzi scheme. Was he a big tipper? Uh... I mean, I he remember. would order fifteen hundred dollars worth of groceries, give you a hundred bucks. So, I mean, kind of no. Yeah, <laughs> it was still a hundred bucks, but it wasn't. What did he order for fifteen hundred dollars? Oh, big parties, dude. He had who was in there? Ja Rule or was uh? Which yeah, way, who, who? Where did he live off? I'm trying to picture the house. Now. Do you remember the guy? It was uh, I think so. what's his name? Uh, yeah. You, so you go up behind Chateau. Yeah. Okay. No, and you no, dra- no. you curve yeah. up there. Uh, Tim uh, Tim Durham was his name. My sister-in-law, and he was just a white co- white collar criminal. Yeah, my sister-in-law actually was uh, one of the people suing on behalf of some other people to get money back from him. Wow. Yeah, he he st- he went to this small like financial f- firm in like Missouri. Yeah, that and then he just started. Uh, he he had people invest, and he was claiming he was investing in it. You know how and so then, he would just take their just, money yeah. and then give that as returns to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, and it just kept going. But they have all these crazy FBI tapes of him and the guy that was helping him, and just like they had no zero regard for anybody. Yeah, I don't zero understand that regard. mindset. I heard this guy on NPR, and his whole deal. I don't know what he did, but he was a white collar criminal. And then, so when he got out, he, this guy obviously was, I think, a pretty bright guy. 
he made a business that just is how to catch them or something. No, you made a business where say you're a white collar criminal. This guy and his company come to you and they prepare you for prison. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, these are the myths. These are like what really happens. This is what you need to know. And so he's like, these guys are, they're, they're wealthy. Like they, they are like deathly afraid. I've been to like, I, I know firsthand. I'll tell you like exactly what's going to happen. Great. Wow. And so Jesus. now he's like created a successful business out of being a white collar criminal. Which That's is like, crazy, it's man. Insane. What a country. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah fucking Yakov Smirnoff. Killed it. Which is you funny. You brought him up. You guys were talking earlier about like, uh, all of you, your spots are probably earlier than O'Neill and mine, but like when you get a spot earlier on the lineup of guy, like you said, you Harlem Williams was like, I've never seen you before. Yeah, you had an earlier spot. I got an eight thirty in the main room, which is like unheard of for me. Nice. And uh, I was in the green room waiting. Yakov Smirnoff walks in and he goes, "Are you at a comic?" Like I think he thought I like stuck in the green room. And I go, "Yeah, I, I just think we've never crossed paths. I'm here much later usually." And he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> He's the crazy. nicest guy in the he world. He was not. Yeah, super nice. Did, it was uh, funny. It was just like a funny interact. I was yeah. like, "I've seen you here before. We've just never spoken." He's if like, you oh, told okay. him how long you've been there, he would fucking probably be like, "What the fuck?" I told him a That's, story I was like, about Mitzi. I go, and I was like, "If you have a second, I was like, I actually have a funny story that involves you and me." And he's like, "Oh yeah." So I was like. Years ago, like when I, I started working here, I don't know, like 10, 12 years ago. And he's like, all right. And then I was like, Mitzi came in. And like when I first moved here, Mitzi was starting to lose kind of mental faculties a little bit. And so, and then we, you know, we knew that. And so she walked by me and she said, have you seen Yakov? And, and I said, no, no, I haven't. And then she walked away and I was like, oh, it's so sad that like she thinks this guy, like I've never seen him here. Because Yeah, no one's seen him there. So then years. like literally two minutes later, he Yakov rounds the corner in like a shark skin suit from the eighties. Like, hey, is Missy here? And I'm like, wait. And in my mind, I was like, wait, she can be lucid because I'd never seen like all I had seen was like this. Do you think she woman. was lucid or she just got lucky? I don't know. I was, I was, <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, oh my god. And then I heard her walk past another door, getting like, oh, is Tim Thomerson here? <laughs> just, just, playing, just going through everybody, playing the odds. <laughs> When's Richard Pryor showing up? Yeah, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, that was. Uh, so did she know he was there? She must have. But I it don't was know. just have called her. But he had ne- he had my whole time I'd in L. A. I never yeah. seen because remember he wasn't there for years. No, he was, it, in, it was Missouri. in Missouri. He was a joke. Because he'd be like, what was Yakov Smirnoff coming in? Because <laughs> nobody had seen him. Yeah, and then he'd he, left town. He came, and then he's been back ever since, right? Yeah, he, he's fantastic. He, yeah, he does that early show in the main room. It's the it was best. Him, it's my it was favorite. Argus. Was, you get to they, do that early They turn the lights down completely black for him and Argus just because they're like old school entertainers like, oh, they, like the old... they like a dark showroom and a spotlight you're like oh, this is a, this is old school man who and is they that... turn them back up who is that guy that uh kind of i don't know if he got banned or he just left in like the 70s or 80s after the strike oh i know he he's like now. 80 years old now he, he opened for snatra for years yeah he's great too he Tom is. yes yes he's I, great. I, I had to bring him up one night he's still at the laugh factory yeah, and he came in, and he's like the old school, like because he's like in his eighties. I don't know. He like vowed he would never go back to the comedy store after. And he, the but he wore the suit. But I was like, this is like a crazy. I remember seeing him and Argus talking in the parking lot. Really, like his first night back at the comedy store. That's crazy because yeah, cool. I think I think he is in the eighties. And then Mark Ellis came up to me. He goes, look. Uh, Dreesen sent me over because I made this mistake, <laughs> dude. He gave me a list of his credits to say. Jesus, that I'm, I'm telling you, it was like. 
40 seconds of credits. Wow. And I was like, and he's well, like, when you're old school, he's like, so, that's just like what he knows. Yeah. That's yeah. all he knows. Like, and people Ellis always goes, ask me, and I go, say whatever you want. Ellis right. like almost turned it into one of those things where he made like a, a word and then each letter stood for his credits. He's like, this is how I he helped had remember it. Scuba. I was like, whoa. <laughs> he did just unroll a scroll. Yeah, but I was like, you could not have two more different people. Like, I'm bringing you up in an early show, which by the way, I'm going to turn into like just insanity. Because I'm, I'm going to go dirtier probably than what they're used to. And then once I get them on my side, you know, it's going to switch the tone of the room a little bit. And then he's going to go up and do some like crazy old school shit. <laughs> and dude, I watched him for like, and I was like, oh my God, it's just like another, when you watch guys from another era who yeah. haven't adapted at all, because there are some guys who are older who adapt. Yeah. Like Dom Herrera, not that he's older, but Dom Herrera is fucking like fits in perfectly. Like. He's just a funny dude. dude. I saw Tom Driesen destroy the haha one night. Oh, really? He was doing the haha, doing the ha. He was like, "Yeah, I just came in and work out some new stuff." Really? And he destroyed. Oh wow! Yeah, this was not that night. <laughs> I, I don't know if like yeah, he was wearing like a really nice suit. I don't know if people were there to see him or what, but it the crowd was not. You know how the OR is? It's OR a dark, is dirty place. Yep. It's unforgiving too. They don't care who the fuck you are. They'll give they'll give you that five minute buffer if you're a celebrity. Why is that about the OR? I love it for then that they'll reason. Turn on you. Attell hates it, but he he wants to conquer it. That's why he always goes back to it. Yeah, dude. There's something like as long as I don't go up with an agenda, as long as I'm not like these are the bits I'm gonna do and just sort of jump into the moment, I can do okay in the OR. Yes, and. But if you need and, if you need to do something, oh, it's forget. If you need to tape no. something, if you need Never. a response from that no. room, you're fucked. And then also, you, I always know there will be a show where I'm just going to take it on the chin there. Oh yeah, oh for sure. I remember back when I was hosting. Oh uh, yeah, Tommy comes up to me he's like, I need you to put up Jim Norton. Like I'm going to complain about that. Like that's the guy I'm going to be like, Hey Tommy, I drop a like not yeah, the yeah. shitty guys that Tommy gave right. me every fucking night. So I go, Yeah, absolutely. And Norton, like, he gets up and he's like, hey, guys, I'm just doing, uh, it was the Tonight Show when Leno was doing it, so it was out here. He's like, I'm doing the Tonight Show, like, Thursday, so this is, like, Monday night, probably. He's like, just going to run my set. And so he does the set, and he bombed so hard that he he started admittedly doing old material at the end of the set (laughs) just to be like, I need to get, I need to have some sort of confidence going into the set. He said, totally honest, I may not do any of that material now. And then they probably laughed at that. Yes, but they were like, they could tell, like they, yeah, br- no, they had like broken them down. I was like, Fuck. do you think that is about the? I, I don't know. I mean, when we were open migers, remember that guy who was doing Leonard Leno or Letterman? Do you remember the guy? Yeah. He, did, he had the I, uh, I salt, uh, the Morton salt dispenser joke. I, I know who you're talking about. I can't tell you who he is. Yeah, but I couldn't he, tell he you the name is. at the time. Yeah, he was a name, and then he's like, I'm doing. I'm running my set for Letterman and he tanked so hard that he did the same. He goes, he literally goes, I lost all confidence in this material and I have to do it in like three days. It's almost like the audiences get together beforehand as a group to be like, look, no one break, but it's not, but it just somehow that room attracts. There's a psychology to that vibe. I would like to have a psychologist study the room for a year and figure out, there has to be like a medical reason. What if it's like it's so dark Something in there? That the you, floor is dark. I think, in, I think, unless you completely connect to the audience in that room, your material doesn't matter. And I think that's what makes it. That's what makes comedy store comics. It is kind of true because sometimes you'll be bombing and then you'll go, you know what, fuck this, and you just go off and you just really be yourself, and they start dying. Yes, it's almost like every that room 
And I think part of it is that Mitzi was kind of this evil genius who loved suffering. So, like, the way it's set up, there's a huge window right next to the stage where if audience members are bored, they can just look. But now they cover it. They can just look outside at, at literally at traffic. Where but you're no, like, but they, okay, they have, have a more. curtain up now. Sometimes Is that up at, for the late show or just the early show? From what I've seen now, they've caught on after 40 years <laughs> that it might be a bit of a distraction. So then you have that. Then... Like some reason, late night shows. I've had more giant like mosquitoes flying like directly oh, yeah. in front of my face. You're like everything is constructed. Whatever channel, or whatever like, challenge you could have to make this more difficult. When I always joke like this is Sam, K-, whatever it is, it's like these things just are. They love it's the probably the lights, but like I, yeah, right in front of your know. face, and you're like this is horrible. I don't know if it's like its reputation for having all of these great comedians come out of there so their expectations are so high well i think comedy store guys i think we can just we know that the room's almost like its own thing yeah some nights it's on fire and it's easy some nights you go it's just tough tonight that sort of thing but i will say the people i've seen struggle in that room the most in the or the most were comedians that were successful comics. And who've never, don't know the room. Who don't know the room. Yeah. Because they're, they're set up, they're like, oh, I'm going to crush. And they have an act. Cause that, and that's a gut punch. Yeah. When you when you bomb and you're not expecting oh, it. Oh, I remember. And you know the, the material peak, works. The peak yeah. of the Laugh Factory, one of, their, one of the guys that was killing it at the Laugh Factory at the time, didn't, I didn't even see this at. I just saw him walk out of the <laughs> OR and sit. You remember there used to be those bar stools that went around the yeah. front, like yeah. around yeah. the circle yeah. part? Now it's so packed, they can't even can't have even seating. Have, no. <laughs> and he just sat down and just stared. I'm like, what happened? He goes, that's an experts only room. <laughs> I remember him saying he was like devastated. But I think like a lot of comedians could be great. They are great comics, but they're great because of their act. Yeah. And the comedy store will beat the act out of you. You know a real comic when they, it, like, you know, you know, there's this fucking people who are like, oh, I never bomb or anything. Yeah. But I remember Bobby Slayton was out, he was doing something in the main room and then he'd come out to the front and somehow, like, he's like, you a comic? I'm like, yeah. Pip-o-comedy. I was like down and out and he's like, what happened? I was like, oh man, I just bombed hard in the OR. He's like, some of the darkest days of my life happened on that stage in there. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay. I remember when Robin Williams was still coming around. He came out. Of, he did the main room, and and they said it was like insane. Oh, he, he crushing. crushing. He did, and then Kathy he, Lewis is like bringer show. I so think. then he's feeling the adrenaline. And then he goes up in the OR, and he comes out, and I could see he was like visibly Tense. sweating. But he was like a huge, you know, he was a big performer anyway. So I was like, oh, he was just working his ass off. And I was like, how was it? And he's like. Same way it was 20 years ago. I just bombed so hard. He was like, <laughs> looked like disturbed. Like, what the fuck just happened to me? Dude, I watched both of those sets, and he like he couldn't have had a higher high from that main room. And they gave him, like, when he fucking came in there, they were like, yeah. And within uh, two minutes, they could not give a fuck. It's almost in like he OR. had. Yeah. At the first, they were like, this is unbelievable. And then they're like, who the fuck is this guy? It was like that experience was like his life with those, the, the high high of the main yeah. room and then like the low low of the OR. Yeah. Was like I think they can, read, they can read your state of mind too. 100%. Yeah. If that I'm room, not prepared to go up in the OR. Yeah, they, they know it. They like, smell it. Yeah. Like I have to sit. I have to watch at least one comic before I go on. I gotta take in a little. I gotta take in the vibe of the place. Yes, like for I like to get there a little early. Yep. Have you ever gone in? You pull in your car in, and they're like, Bomb "You're City. up." Yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah, man, yeah. hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's not gonna work anywhere else. No problem. But and honestly, like, if I go, I'm gonna do this bit, this bit, and this bit. Nah, it's not gonna work, dude. I know. I gotta yeah. like. I don't even know what I'm gonna say until I'm touching the microphone. 
Yeah. I it's, try to I, I try to go in there with a plan and and it never never works. It's out. the one I think huge advantage that we all have of having been we work there. You know, like going up through that, so you take a lot of abuse yep. and it's hard on your your psyche. Yep. But the advantage is, is like you know the OR inside and out. Yeah, you know and every comedy. chair, you know every angle, you know where to. But stand. dude, if you can do that room, you could. Do, I mean, a packed. A room on the road on a Saturday night is yeah. a cakewalk. Yeah, because then you're like, oh, they want to. They're oh, they want to be here. They're you're excited. almost disturbed at how excited you're. Yeah, like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! With these Mitzi, are they mocking me? <laughs> Mitzi was Pi May from Kill Bill. She just made assassins. <laughs> yeah, she true, did. Man, like yeah. it's the truth. There's. Yeah. I remember once doing a charity show at the Laugh Factory. I, I never felt comfortable there. It just wasn't my place. It's not that it's not a good club or what. I just never really felt. It's very bright and shiny. I don't know why. Like it just like I've had good shows there. Whatever. You do their open mic years. You, you can, it soured me on it. Doing yeah. their open mic, we have to wait outside all day. Oh, I did it. Then once. a guy sat on stage with you, the, the old Harvey. They're like, "Whoa, you're watch your language. You're getting on. You're treading on thin ice with that one." You're like, yeah, "Okay." Uh, and then I, Jamie I, would give you feedback, and I was like, "What? Wait, what are we doing here?" He's like, buddy, pretty good, buddy. Come back three weeks. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. No I thanks. Know. I'll go down the street to the comedy That's store. what he told yeah. Ingram. Hey, buddy, take your hat. Turn sideways. That's what he told Ingram. And he's to like, do. okay. <laughs> well, anyway, the charity show. Oh. So, like, I'm doing a charity show, and they brought up, like, morning radio personalities, and they're doing giveaways <laughs> and comedy that's not working. It was a disaster. And... I was about to go on, and Delia came up to me, and he goes, good thing you're from the comedy store. You're going to be able to, he was like, you'll get, you'll do great. But it was just, yeah. It's if like, you were a normal comic and I Yeah, you're just going to go up and do whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah. But the, the store teaches you, like, It's weird, right. though. I can't figure out how people can't adjust. Like, sometimes you'll see people, other clubs or something, and you're like, that's, what? That's well, all you know, though. That's all you no, know. No, I know, but it's weird that you've been ingrained with that mentality of like, all right, nothing's... Throw it all out then and just free ball it. Yes. And some people will not. Like, I'll rather free ball it and fail than just keep plowing because through. But it is a skill to plow it, it through. When you're, free, But you're always authentic. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think audiences sense that. Like, yeah. if you're trying to be something you're not, it's like... It's like, fake. It's, it's funny. Yeah, like, there are nights where, like... It's like a tells the uh, his uh, material is amazing, but when he gives up on the material and he's like "fuck you guys" is when he's the the best. Yeah, and I've walked off stage like if I can't do my style of comedy, if they're not receptive, I've there have been times where I'm like, "all right, fuck you guys." Who's yeah, next? I, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, it's sometimes you're like, "I'm a I'm above the fight now. Yeah, I've yeah, done it for too many years." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you get tired. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. I really I don't need those. One of the better stories. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. One of the better stories about the la- or about Brody is that guy John Roy tweeted it. Uh, he's doing a show at the Laugh Factory. It was like it was like a it was not a benefit, but it was similar because it was, it was like all industry, industry showcase, which yeah. is the industry just doesn't laugh. They they have to be there, <laughs> and it was just comic after comic just trying to please this industry and bombing. And Brody goes up. And just in the and if you knew Brody or just saw him perform, it was always aggressive and like he's gonna punch you in the face first, no matter what, even if it's a great crowd. <laughs> yeah. So he just went up and, so and just started taking it to the industry. I don't need you. I work in this town. I hip pocket you. And they said that he just started slaying. <laughs> And then the industry broke him. And then they said the rest of the night, everyone killed. He did not give a fuck. Yeah, he was like a guy. Who he was, genuinely did not give a fuck. I think because that's what was, he, it's weird. He did give a fuck, but he was so authentic 
that deep down he couldn't like even he what sucks about it like the whole time i've been mourning brody my friend yeah but when you just said that story i'm like fuck i'm never gonna see that guy get to do jokes again yeah no you almost do it separately as a performer as well because it's like because but even as a friend he would entertain you know what i mean like i ran into his buddy howard kramer randomly at a starbucks and he said something like that and now i know what he was really trying to say like I was a fan of his comedy. Yes. Like, it wasn't just a friend. You're like, oh, no, no. I, I enjoyed watching him. makes me laugh On a regular loud. basis. Yeah. We yeah. were spoiled. I think Howard Kramer, he, he loves Brody's material so much that when he saw Ren Azizi doing Brody at the memorial, was like, Ren Azizi should just tour as like a tribute <laughs> band to Brody. Oh, my God. Because he's, like, he's, like, he's like, the material's just too good yeah. to like let, in the persona, yeah. to let it go. He's Dude, like, I think there's going to be so a big funny. Brody event at the store on August 18th. Oh, really? Yeah, it's 818. My, it's my brother's birthday. Oh, that's... Yes. Uh, that's, what are they going to do? Probably like a benefit show, film some content. I think the, like the whole thing is so his legacy doesn't... Is it his, I think his birthday was recently or is it just... It's 818 just because... It's, it's 818. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, no, no, I, I got it in my head my brother got Sorry. Right. I fucked that up. But yeah, they did a big show for him at... Um, they did what, shows all over. Yeah, at Largo. Or no, wait, what's the place? Largo down did. Lapitao was doing one, I think. Yeah, what's that M- real cool kid Largo, place? that's Largo. Is that Largo? M-Bar was the other one on Fountain. Remember oh. M-Bar? Is that still around? That's where Ari ambushed a Brody set to tie it together. Because yeah. Ari, Ari loved fucking with Brody, for better or worse. He loved cocking him. And he said, I'm going to cock you, which if you don't know what that means, he wanted to press his dick into Brody's body. You don't. Do this or Ari. take his hand and do it because yeah. he did. He had done it previously where he went for the handshake and then so Ari, Ari was, grabbed his Ari hand is, and put it on his dick. Ari was hosting <laughs> his bare dick. And Ari was, under- was hosting the open mic and employees, and he was going to hand it off to Brody, who was hand, who was doing the paid regulars after that. And so Ari, being Ari, fucking plans these pranks like a madman, like Kaiser Sose. So he's wearing like a basically like a muumu, but no one put it together. Like, why is this guy wearing a, a very long shirt? <laughs> all night is why he did it is because he had his dick and balls out over his jeans and he needed coverage. So he's like, give it up for Brody Stevens. Here he is. And he brings him up. He takes his hand from it. the shake, puts it right on his <laughs> Oh, is that the one? Because I thought he had cocked him at the comedy store. He said, you'll no, never. This is at the comedy store. Oh, this at yeah, the this comedy. Is the oh, yeah, this is the. Okay, okay. And yeah. so Brody had like legitimately an hour long meltdown. I'm calling Mitzi. I'm going to shower in the main room. You don't. Do this to me. And Painter was dying in the back. <laughs> but Brody was James, dead serious, but he was so funny. James, don't start off. Like, it just spiraled. And so then I think it became a thing between Ari and Brody. And he said he would do it again. And he's like, you won't dare. And so he went to this big show, Brody was doing an M bar. And I remember just, and I remember, I don't, I don't think I knew Ari well at the time, but just catching wind of it. Being like, I want to see this live. And so I go to M bar. I think David Taylor was there. And Ari's just standing in the back of the room wearing Chuck Taylors, black faded Chuck Taylors, socks, and a belt, and completely naked, <laughs> getting ready to storm. But like people, like I'm like people are moving. They don't even know this is going. Like is that guy fucking naked? And so he just storms the stage, and he's like, "People eat here. Don't do this screaming. He's like, that woman has pizza. Get away from her table." <laughs> Oh God! He just like well, Ray Brody. What's going on? Just completely it's naked. Fucking- <laughs> Which I think now you would. Yeah, you would be arrested. Dude, when you're having laughs like that, it doesn't matter if you're poor. 
Oh no, that like you, you wait because you don't and, remember it. Yeah, you're just you're like, just like, oh, oh yeah. my god, well, what are we gonna do funniest, now? Yeah, how are we gonna top this? Oh my you god. just think like, where else would I meet anyone doing anything like this? Yeah, it's insane, dude. We've done. <laughs> I remember I'd have cra- friends come to the comedy store and they're like, dude, the life you're like, it's it's awesome. They're like, it's awesome. They're like, it's crazy. Like they'd be like, I tried. Oh, like, you go see the ding. Remember? Yeah, for I you- took a couple friends to the Ding Dong show. He's like, I tried to tell uh, other people about it. Like, I can't it. even explain what it was. That, that was when the Ding Dong show was in its like the prime days where we would go up there. We spent like a good year going every week, just <laughs> fucking with like Radomir and fucking Mickey and <laughs> so many. Kids. It was whatever happened to Mickey. Is he really a movie star in India? Uh, he was he in was, one movie. He was a movie. He was he did the red carpet. The fact that if you know Mickey's a guy who did the Ding Dong show, he was a comedy store open micer. He was Gaylord Dingler. If you listen to all our shows, his his, uh, his best pal, who uh, as the story goes, tried to kill this guy Gaylord Dingler with a bottle. Thought he was dead, broke it over his head, and he left him. Is that a real story? That is, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And then Gaylord appeared. That's true. Gaylord I reappeared. That was a lie. Gaylord no. reappeared in Detroit. Some kid who would listen to podcasts was like. Oh, you guys want to know where Gaylord is? It's this guy. He lives on my neighborhood. The store put Gaylord on. (laughs) Now Gaylord's back in L.A. Yeah, but he's a shell of himself, which wasn't a great self to begin with. But so this guy, Mickey, uh, traveled with this female comic, Tamaya Watsuki. It was huge in the 80s. Her name's on the comedy store van. Mitzi loved her. I think she has a neon. She has a neon. Mitzi loved her. And so he was on vacation with her to Thailand, I believe. She stole his passport and just left him. Allegedly, this is the this, yeah, this is, is how the story goes. This is what we know. He pops up in India on a red carpet. Don Barris sends us red carpet footage of the like in a foreign language asking Mickey, and he's like, "Ah, uh, 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 yeah, I'm uh, uh, influenced by the great so uh, Marlon Brando." Yeah, they go, "What's it like? What's it like to work with like the great actors in America?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, uh, yeah, the great ones." Dennis started- Hopper, uh, Marlon <laughs> yeah, Brando. You're like, "This is they're great. taking him dead serious." The fact that this guy got in a movie anywhere yeah. in the world is insane. Insane. But that's the comedy store for that you. is. But dude, remember that? I mean, even think back to the David Taylor catastrophe. So you have BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling in the audience. And David Taylor's like, oh, look who it is. Mindy Kaling just wants to suck. BJ Novak's dick. This is before now. They're like the biggest. They walked you know, out. I mean, yeah, they, they walked, out they the walked them. Was that his UCB show? Yeah. yeah. It was insane. It was only like a handful of them, but it was crazy. And Dan Mintz, who now is the voice of uh, Tina, Tina Bob's on Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Writer on the show. We're heckling the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all these A-list people that we interacted with that we just that nobody gave a fuck and you would just fuck with. Where have all the good times gone? <laughs> that show was great because the UCB took it on like they didn't want to, but they're like, fine. And it was bring your own beer. And he would just pack the studio with, I think it was like PBR or something like that. And we just came for the beer. We were just we getting stayed wasted. And he'd be like, here's what I want you to do. Heckle whoever you want. I'll play like I'm against it to be the host. And you can do whatever you want. We would just do it. Oh, we would sit in the back. Yeah. And Ari was his co-host. And I think Ingram would come out. And he would I do- remember doing one of them. Remember there was a crowd warm up off Ren is easy versus Brody and it was yeah. rigged that Ren is easy would Oh, I was there that night. Ren is easy would cr- like we would No, no, it was Carboni. Oh, it was, oh which yeah. is even better. Oh, I remember Ren is easy doing Brody there one night. I, I think, think he would he do He was doing him yeah. as warm up. But Carboni who's like if, Where's Carburetor? He came back he briefly resurfaced. a couple years ago and he was actually a, a, more hilarious 
than even before. He had this 12-minute porno where he broke down this porno of these two people having sex in a cemetery. And it was the funniest shit I've ever heard. Pete it's like Carboni's, 12 minutes long. He's, he's, he's not up to the level of lore of James Painter, but he's up there at the comedy store. And it's just funny. He got a curly hair, and Mitzi said to him and Ari, you guys should be the Curly Brothers. <laughs> so they did. They did like because when you're young, they're like, okay, like Missy says it. Spots? So they started doing the Curly Brothers. They're not related. But then the funny story was Ari. Remember back in the day, he loved slapping people in the face as hard as he could. Yeah. Oh yeah. He slapped Carboni, and Carboni was like his the way he talks in life and the way he does his bits very slow. And he was just like, I want to fight you. Hey, you're being serious, Carburetor. I yes. did. Yeah. And he was fucking irate, he and his lip was twitching. And I was like, "He's gonna kill him." He wanted to fight him in the parking lot, and Ari wouldn't do it. He backed down. He's like, "I'm sorry." He, he backed down to the carburetor. <laughs> but if you saw the rage, it was like homicidal. Like, you're like wow, this guy's got some shit that he doesn't tell us about. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite guy that quit comedy besides Painter? Painter. Uh, yeah painter people always hit us up like get him on the show it's like we've asked paint like you don't think we've begged the guy to be on the show he doesn't want to do it we can't somebody, make him do it somebody at the comedy store was like oh i'll get painter on i was like you, first of all you don't even know we him. know him like number well, one two like you don't know what you're dealing with dude he just had so many great bits dude they were perfect out of the gate like he never had to tweak them he, you, know what, he, he would really, ruin them. you, you know what? overthink them and ruin them he is the exact yeah. everything i was talking about the or Painter was so funny that he, everything he I said was alive. He was the opposite. He had a plan. He had a, he plan would have to, to the stare word. Yeah. at his, yeah. he'd have a cheat sheet. He had a hand. grocery yeah. list. He would hit it on his other yeah. hand. Remember before he go he'd up, he'd like, out. what What bits do you want to hear tonight? He would go and then he'd be like, give me your pen. And he would write them down right before he went up. I'd love you to tell the crowd, if you hated that last one, you're going to really hate this one. Christian Harloff <laughs> says he has a recording. Really? Painter set. At when he came out as Blue Painter, oh, and he said there's like a 90 second laugh in there where it's just the audience roaring with laughter for like 90. He goes, It's the loudest laugh I've ever I heard. I think Steve Byrne just did an interview where he said James Painter is one of the hardest comics he's ever followed. Oh, really? <laughs> like, well, that Who? could be either because. Dude, they made me follow Painter at those employee spots Which must have for made five you years. Strong. Well, here's the thing Painter could either destroy hard or he could like, bomb so hard. Up, a big that there is no way. Like, uh, you remember when David Taylor bobbed so hard that David Tell went up on stage and he's like, what the fuck? Remember, like, the, there it, was 60 people in there. It baffled them. And they, every person in there hated Taylor. <laughs> this boy's like, boo me then. Go ahead and boo me. Was this when he was walking on the chairs? That David, that? No, he would walk on the uh, I mean, on table. Yeah, on he was pacing on the table. Yeah. His and, head would hit the knee on it. Dude, like, and it was like, and then finally, he just had to get off. I thought there was going to be a riot. Because he was inciting oh, he, he them was so much. He was like much. Andy Kaufman in Memphis in 81. <laughs> yeah. He was attacked numerous times. He got uh, punched in the face by a guy who punched yeah. him and then ran off stage. He had a trans, uh, what are you, a trans person? Trans person. Trans person, no. uh, I think, threw a glass at him and charged a stage. It was like a big, tall, black lady. Yeah. And like they had to break that out. He was attacked. But numerous, I think, this I think was, a chair was thrown at him once. This was the scariest night because there wasn't a single person in the crowd that, that that everybody hated him, and he was just egging it on. Oh, he, fee- he and fed off that. He literally just walked off stage, and then David Tell went up, and he's like, "Uh, so." And he was, dude. He was like, "I don't even know what happened here. Like, this is I've never seen anything <laughs> yeah, like just it. Feel it." He literally goes, "I've never seen anything like this." And then he was trying. He's like, "I I don't even know why I came up here after this." He's like, <laughs> I, "I was next," and so he went up and tried like. 
I think I think he even did like twenty minutes, and he just maybe brought the back the so room to level. Normal. You know who love muscle is a painter would like Taylor, and then you said to that fat lady you called her fat to her <laughs> yeah, face, yeah, and her son was right there, and he didn't do anything. Do you remember when I said something about a guy being fat in the crowd, and everyone oh, he hated would, me? He would love it. And I got off. He goes, "When you called that guy fat to his face, oh my god, <laughs> I you should do that more often." I remember <laughs> if you like missed seeing Painter after a set, so he would come up to you like a week later about like something you yeah. said off the cuff. You didn't remember. He's like, you call that guy a walrus because of his mustache? Oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, what? I don't he remember. He loved it. it. Yeah, he would just like, he would like, I had to tell you, oh my God, it was great. He loved telling us guys we're going to be huge too to fuck with <laughs> us. He's like, watch this guy. Oh, Adam Sandler loves this guy. He's going to be huge. We thought it was real. And, and then, then he was, was fucking like, with this us. This guy's not funny. Oh, this guy's not funny? Are you saying Adam Sandler doesn't know it's funny? <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> best would be Painter regardless of how he did on a set, the walk by he would give Mitzi. Uh, yeah. And he'd just smile and give thumbs yeah, up. That's like, that was great, that's right? She banned him from the room because he bombed in front of her on a showcase and he gave the, the painter strut. Yeah, right? And he did bits about like old people, which she hated. Oh, yeah. And she goes, when I'm here, he can't work in the room. And he was seating in the room. <laughs> so he had to go outside of the curtain, shut the curtain, and stand wait. there until other people came in the showroom. Oh, Dude, God. do you have the painter from yeah, the truck I have stop? Some, I have some painter audio. You remember when he did that truck stop CD? Right. I have, no. uh, I have the cut on. Yeah, he did he did a bit and then he recorded it in a sound studio <laughs> with no we audience. We found it. it we was found on, it on uh, it's on iTunes. Yeah. But it's, it's a, not and I don't think he gets any of the money. No. And he's like, I did it in a sound booth. There was no one there. <laughs> we so we just bought it, but dude, it'll take you back we're to in, the old days. Uh, oh wait. It's great. It's like uh, this is one of the last Let me see if I can hold on. Relics of uh I'm not, Eagerly anticipating, them. dude. You'll first of all, you'll recognize these bits right away. <laughs> they're not even. They're just like it's very abbreviated. Boy, uh, I'll tell you what. I feel guilty after masturbating. <laughs> Is there a laugh track there? <laughs> yes. Oh, you just track. have the clips, yeah, not yeah, the full. I don't know, I don't yeah. the full length. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel. Can I buy that album on iTunes? Yeah, yeah I'll buy it tonight. I'll tell you we what bought it is. we bought it right. Yeah, let me see and then, if I can find or, it. I know, you don't have to play it now. I, I wouldn't yeah. worry about it now. But yeah. he's but definitely we'll play it afterwards. I, I really wish he never quit, just for the fact that I loved watching him do comedy. Who was the guy people said he was influenced by? Yeah, he, he was another guy. Who a, left. a guy who went to oh, New York. Wait, I remember once I. I yeah, people are like, because everyone's like, I Jim say, something. No, I was like, you know who you are, painter. You're Brody meets Ba. I forget who it was. But a lot of people said it. Yeah, because people said, oh, you guys got here too late. You should see a guy who was just like Peter. I was like, I can't even imagine that. I remember people like people like did would tell you like the true Hollywood story of Painter. Like I opened mic with him. He wasn't what he's he wasn't doing what he's doing now. They claim he used to do crowd work and and talk about like how the last guys break down the last guy's set. And they're like, and he wasn't he wasn't doing any of the voice. Like when you talk to him off stage, he would do those voices. Yeah. But like he would just talk in one regular voice. Like it wasn't that I remember one day he just started like and it all clicked and like into place and it, like that was like the painter that we all know now. Do you know any of his backstory? None. No I one. Know Arizona. <laughs> he was like a CIA guy. Like, Dude, like no one knows. I know Arizona. I know there's like talk of a plane explosion. What? <laughs> he looked up. He's like, I looked up in the sky and it was a fireball. Like, there's some sort of alleged story that like he dropped his 
family off at the airport and then as the plane took off it exploded or something <laughs> his family perished i don't know well, yeah he still lives in la right yeah. yeah yeah i emailed him not that long ago he's like buddy ravel from three o'clock high yeah. like, you don't know what's real what's legend and I, I emailed him that come on the show like was a year and a half ago or a something a while back and uh all he sent back was I'm not do I'm not doing or I'll do your podcast once I get back into comedy and I'm getting back into comedy and I go oh when will we know you're back into comedy he goes oh you'll know it's gonna be Aurora theater style or something Shit. I go what oh my god <laughs> he's like everyone's gonna know that I'm back but anytime I'm like, oh. there's something that happens like a celebrity dies or there's a scandal you're like I wonder what new is five Dave, minutes because whenever like him? I remember like when OJ got in trouble he came in with like off the bat Dude, like when Jack Tripper died Jack, oh yeah Jack John Ritter he comes in like a beloved figure no one had anything bad Dude, to I say remember about. once he shit on John Ritter for fucking five minutes also the bit made no sense <laughs> he's like a- you forgot the night simple rule Jack don't, don't be, be a fat fuck and I was like he wasn't even overweight do you remember his deathly morbid Oh, I do remember. What was it's I, I, do, I remember See, the, the only topic. thing I remember yeah. is I remember that. Remember uh, Sensei Vinny? Yeah, he, he used yeah. to have a buddy Jay, who was also a martial arts expert and a former British SAS commando. So oh, I like, remember that guy. I think. Yeah, he was super cool. Super Didn't he work nice. out at the gym he worked at? No, oh, he another trained. Guy. He okay. trained with. Oh yeah, you're thinking of my buddy Ian, the guy who trained Ren Azizi? That's uh, Tony. <laughs> so yeah, they're many. all command like yeah, so many, sorry. and those guys are yeah. legit badasses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But Jay like was super sweet, mellow guy, always up for laughs. And I'm like, oh, you have to go see this guy upstairs. He's hilarious. He's, I think he's like one of the funniest guys here. And everybody's laughing. This guy's just getting angrier and angrier because he was laughing. Then he went to the Dudley Moore bit, and then I'm like, what's going on? He goes. Dudley Moore was a close personal friend of mine because he was British <laughs> and he was his bodyguard for years. Oh, really? She, what was the yeah. bit? I, I, I can't remember, but I do remember he had a Dudley Moore bit. <laughs> and I remember I just, when uh, you said that, I like, And I remember oh. just like trying to distract him. I was like, this will was not it about, like, end how he well died? I think it was like Dudley Moore at a club foot or something. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. <laughs> and there, was some, there was something with had, a piano I, reference. Yeah, I think... You're in the movie 10. You're a zero. Wait, will you look up and see if Dudley Moore had a club foot? Because I think he did. Because if he did, I think I'm right. almost 100 percent positive that it was something about Didn't that. Damon Wayans, the the older, the, I think he, he had, had a club foot as a kid. I think he had a bit about it. He had a club. Okay, foot. Okay, Seymour, you want to get real now? Remember, he talked about playing the dozens back and forth. I vaguely, I, but yeah, there was something about. Yeah, he was born with a club. Okay, foot. so I think I, he's five foot two, Dudley Moore. Yeah, I man. think that might also have been involved in the bit. <laughs> You small motherfucker. I'm going to kick your ass. This guy's like, I'm going to text Harloff tomorrow to see if he has that set. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Just for my own personal. Yeah. It'd be great. We could text Painter or email and be like, hey, do you mind if we put this out? Do you think he's the only one that we knew that quit that shouldn't have? He's like the biggest um, example of it. For I think sure. Carboni shouldn't have quit. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm yep, trying to think who. Right. I mean, there's somebody else that we're probably missing that was... For the most part, I agree with most of the quits. Or they had a reason, like, you know, like... Jonathan Kotzik, I thought, was funny. Kotzik was funny. He, he was, was funny, funny guy. Um, I'm trying to think who... You know who probably was one of the most talented guys, though? That Kevin Rook? Still, <laughs> Kevin Rook was great. <laughs> he, was he, no, he didn't quit, but he's, he's, and he's still around, but uh, Jeff Richards. Yeah. 
That dude what about was, uh, Brian great... Keith Etheridge was always a fun he, I mean, Oh, dude, he's, he's killing that it as dude, a writer, He's super right? successful, but yeah. in that terms dude of his stand-up, hilarious. his stand-up was funny as fuck. Do you remember when he dropped like hard end bumps? Mm-hmm. Back oh, in the day. Oh, dude, he was the he most was fearless. fearless. Oh, he was crazy. He was a great writer, Yep, and he was fearless. And he had the serial killer name with the middle yeah. name thrown in there. And he had a great. funny look. He had a great yeah. look. No chin. Dude, whatsoever. And he would talk about it. And what a cool guy. Like, he was just always nice. Yeah. BKE, I hadn't seen that guy. I remember then you said was all the painter was not. It's like all the nice guys quit. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, think That's, about it. I mean, I think Brian Keith Etheridge. I was wondering why he quit because he even had to, he was on Premium Blend. He, no, he, he, he was he's, like he's gone on. I to think be he huge, just started though. to make money. Yeah, yeah. writing and he's like him. fuck it. And anybody that yeah, does yeah. anybody did he write that show? I think I don't think he created, but he was on like the ground. Floor. He was working on it for a while. Now I mean now he's I think he's producing show. I think he might be a showrunner for a big like network show. Yeah, he's doing well. That's awesome. He's I remember he'd come in with Aaron Cater. Uh, yeah, back in the day. That but all those friend. guys are still like. Oh man, I wish. I mean, if you're a performer and you go to that side of it, Look, and he man, was a true performer, you always that's a, a re- itch you can't scratch anywhere Apatow else. Came back, you know? right? It's the cool like. Look, I don't. It's such a hard struggle to make it that yeah. anybody that quits, I go, I understand. No, absolutely. So that's part of it. But then the other part of it is, if you can make a living in show business, amazing. Everybody, but dude, doing stand up is the greatest. Like, I didn't really want, like, when I moved out here, I wanted to write, I wanted to produce, I wanted to direct, I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to do all, I wanted to be like, do, if, I wanted to be like Harold Ramis. Yeah. But now I see stand-up as this beautiful thing, like what we were talking about before we started the podcast, where I'm like, hey man, if I could just make a living and I don't need anybody's okay, I don't need to take notes, it's not gonna take two years to get a project off the ground. Like where you could just walk out, hang out with an audience, have some laughs, make some friends. It's the best. Well, I think the three travel of us, sucks, but. especially too, like because we had that mentality. We definitely abused stand-up comedy for a long time in a weird way, like neglected it because we're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're doing, uh, well, you know, we're also right, we're doing other stuff too. Yeah. Until you get to a point where you're like, oh, this is the only thing where I can actually do exactly what I want to do. Yes. Yep. And then you go, oh, uh, yeah, I need to take this seriously. Well. What I always hoped is that, like, I would would have loved to have gone behind the scenes and just found funny people. I wanted to be a producer, for sure. But now, and that's why I never marketed my stand-up. Like, there's no clips of my stuff on YouTube. Yeah. They said someone uh, asked me the other day, they're like, why do you have no. zero clips up? And now I'm like, I don't know, it's just the way it is. I was, like, just didn't want to put myself out there. I'm like, have yeah. kids shit on, shit on my know, comedy. That's the big, that's the big that's thing, part, really. But now I'm like, I don't care, I'm old, I don't give a shit. It's yeah. Something. And I'm like, all right, I guess I got to really try to sell tickets on the road now. Yeah. Just make a living. It's tough when you come. I mean, but then you get guy, you know, some people are just naturals like Bert. Like he's just. He's a master marketer. And he loves it. Yeah. And you could tell like. Yeah, he's great at it. That's yeah. part of his. That's part of his act. That's yeah. part of the show. He's like uh, P.T. Barnum meets like a very. He's, a, he's not. I'm not saying he's not funny, but he's like a fucking unbelievable self promoter. Yep. Yeah. But, he, then, sure. but then he he pulls he comes through with what he promises. Oh yeah, he delivers. It's like yeah, super it's, funny, space. super yeah. cool. You want to see a bearded lady? He's got it. Yeah. You want to see? Dude, I remember doing a podcast. I remember doing a podcast with him 
right when he was doing the bird is fat, Thomas fat thing. Yeah. And he was like, dude, this is the greatest thing I've ever, like, this is selling more tickets than TV. Than, there were guys than wearing the shirts in Australia, UFC fights. They'd be on TV. Dude. Great. International. I, I, so great. I everything, remember, everything about that is perfect. I remember when they did the shirts and he goes, in the first day we sold $2,500 worth of shirts. Wow. He's like, in 24 hours. He said, Tom just texted me that we just sold $2,500 worth not, of Not to be outdone is, is Ari Shafir and Duncan Trussell making out furiously in the front row oh, yeah. of the USC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy now because so much great. Have you ever, uh, I don't know if you ever watch anything on Adult Swim on their no. YouTube. No. They have a show called On Cinema where it's Tim Heidecker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg Turkington, who you you know uh, Neil Hamburger, yeah, yeah, that's he plays, his real name. He lives right across the street, directly across the street from here. That's great. Um, and Tim Heidecker's become like a mainstream movie guy. Oh yeah, and so it's all about like them reviewing movies, but it never is anything about movies. It's always Hilarious. about like some insider thing where like uh, fucking Tim Heidecker like is, is leaving, left his wife and children and abandoned them. And then he's always bringing it up and then it turns into this murder. And then they literally Tim Heidecker films fucking five hour real trial. Like it's all done dead serious. A trial of him for murder with like, it's at a courtroom and like, it's insanely hilarious it's like it's like Don Barris doing the fucking Ding Dong show in Windy City Heat. Like these guys have been doing this for years, and then they go and they commit so hard that they actually film a real trial, and it's five hours long. Oh, that's and it's hysterical. like, but all this stuff is going by, and and if you're in the know, you know. But if you're not, like, there's so much great comedy that literally is such a. It's filling a tiny niche that nobody knows about. Wow, and that's on their website. I can. That's on Adult it. Swim. Yeah, it's almost like you have to follow the whole saga. It's. I think can they've been doing it for the like ten and years. Start it. You could start. Yeah, just on cinema and see just how it. They they had no idea. Did it just they progressed. Know? Okay, they didn't know. It was they one of those things where it was like just they were in the moment. And just it that's just great. developed over the years. It's even like Steve Brule, where it's like yes. so few. Oh people. my god, it's John dude. C. Riley doing a character. I was just watching Brule clips today. It's so few people know about it, but it's so fucking funny. He started on Tim and Eric, and then they thought it was so funny that they gave him his own oh. show. And he's just playing this fucking insane character. I saw one where he goes to a boat, Captain. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, You've never seen... Uh, dude, uh-huh. you Dr. Would... Steve Brule, dude. I remember Check they it filmed out. it a little bit at the Hollywood gym after I had left. Oh, oh did they? Tremendous. Yeah. He is... Dude, It's I, I think it's the greatest character ever created. Dude, John C. Riley is a powerhouse. Like For Step sure. Brothers to me is one of the funniest movies Absolutely. of all time. And he can deliver drama. But then you see from Boogie Nights, you're like, you yeah. know what I mean? You're like, wow, kills that's it. crazy. I think Step Brothers is probably top five comedy of all time. Oh, it's uh, yeah, so I would definitely so. top 10. Oh, yeah. Of, all time. It is. Uh, it's amazing. I, it's an amazing hold, achievement. Holds up, too. I think that was yeah. the last movie. Oh, no, wait. I had it. Well, it was definitely the last movie I saw twice in the theater that I wanted to see. And I remember even the second time I went to see it, there was a guy on a date sitting in the row in front of me, and I was laughing so hard. I just remember the guy going, <laughs> it's not that funny, is it? Like, Because like, yeah, he could no, acknowledge he... that it was funny, yeah. but like I was roaring. Dude, it gets better. It's like the Big Lebowski. It just gets better every time you watch it. That thing is a masterpiece. 
It's great. It's, it's it's crazy though when you hear like they're gonna do another Lebowski. It's it's a hard challenge when something yeah. you capture that lightning. I think in the it's bottom. just yeah. sequels. It's scary because you're like it could be unbelievable, but yeah. it could be, it could be dumb and dumber. Or which is sad, yeah. which makes you sad because you're like I love the first one so yep. much. But and there you, is like such it's like seeing a hot chick from high school now, and you're like, oh, just, or like you, you had on the memory of what I thought. you Or yeah. like you're married to this woman all of your life, and you're like, right after, you're like, I'm gonna try to find someone just you know, and then that lady turns out yeah. to be like horrific. You're like, Ugh. but it is like the Picassos of you know where I just think a lot of it just goes unappreciated for a long time. Like Don yeah. Barrison's never given, gotten the credit that he deserves. I think he's influenced every comedian at the Comedy Store, though. I agree. Every, everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I, especially I the ones I hear myself and I'm like, oh, I'm just channeling every, Todd Beard. Especially the ones who work there because you start and you're there all night. And so you've seen him so much late. Well, the, plus everything he does, there's a sense of childlike mischief and fun to it. Yes, yes. He, he brings a sense of fun to everything. And it's so genuine. Like he's so genuinely himself on stage that you're like, oh, I need to like find out what I like. What am I? Yeah. Has he ever been on your podcast? No, he no. hasn't. We have to have him though. We should have. Yeah, that'd be a classic episode. Yeah, just because we like for years, like we like he's he can be guarded about like he was on my podcast. He was awesome. Was he? Okay, yeah, he was awesome. And then I I just want to make movies to cast him in it, like him being a high school football coach. I'm like I'd put that in every scene. But he's like a guy. It's it's weird because there's a side of the industry. That's all about, you know, with the awards and stuff. But then there's a whole nother, more creative side that mm. that doesn't get any acknowledgement whatsoever. That's literally out here just doing it for the love of the game. And there You're are so right. some guys out there that are like, if I, they're above Academy Awards, you know, they're above Look everything at, that wins awards. It's funnier than anything that you'll ever at, uh, see. That's Trey and Matt uh, from South Park. They sh- they went to one award show. They were wearing dresses. Yeah. And they did acid. And then they were like, yeah, this isn't for us. And they yeah, never went great. back. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. They don't need it. But it's like. But also you need the, some money to sustain yeah. the ability to do it. And hopefully yes. with podcasts and radio yeah. and selling CDs and like just playing to your fans on the road. Like I do. I. Even when I wanted to just produce stuff, I knew I could never give up stand-up. I just didn't want to have to make a living with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, That's kind yeah, of the, yeah. my mindset has always been with it. Is I, I like doing it, but I never have wanted to have to depend on it. I never, well, I never wanted scary. to have to put myself out there and have people be like, that guy's not a fucking nice guy. He's a piece of shit. He does this. He does that. Like, I'm a human being. I don't want people, like, getting angry or I don't want to say the wrong thing or hurt somebody's feelings. But when I go on stage, that's the happiest I am. Like, I always, almost always have more fun than the audience. Yeah. Like, I, I just love going out there. It, to me, it's so much fun. We can't replicate it. You know, it's like guys who are, like, in the NFL, like, after their career, they're like, I can't get that feeling and where you can't replicate doing stand up in any. Like, no, that's why podcast, so many guys turn writing. That's why so many guys turn to drugs is because like you want that off. Dude, that it's feeling. the most fun. And it's like, I feel like a fighter in the sense like, but right now is I actually, get it out on the stage, but now's the reward time because yeah. you did the hard time. When you yeah. weren't having a good time on stage. Yeah. Where you're like, I well, don't know me, what I'm the, going to do. That was the, the switch though. Like dude, a, a year in the standup, maybe. I, I bombed for a week straight in Vegas. Like, I was emceeing at the uh, Riv. That's the Eleanor the Kerrigan gig. Yes. <laughs> Just sending guys to their death because we're getting Dude, paid. I bombed horrifically. Wasn't it you? Was it Renazizi did it? Ari did it? Ari Capilolo, got banned, didn't he? I think so. Ari and Renazizi, I think, got banned. For, they brought down uh, counterfeit drink tickets. <laughs> oh, so funny. 
And I just remember going, it was awful. And I looked at my life and I'm like, I gave up a great job. I gave up my family. I gave up my friends. I go, I'm practically homeless. And I'm, <laughs> and I go, the whole reason I did that was for this three minutes on stage. Did yeah. someone have a heart attack during your set or something? Yeah. Because it's all elderly people, right? Yeah. Or mostly? And I didn't know what happened. Jesus. I didn't know what happened, but I just remember. Jesus. <laughs> this is terrible. Brutal. I, I just remember like I had a pretty good set. It was like my best set of the week where like it was towards the end of the week. Yeah. Maybe it was the Saturday night energy. Maybe I that was out such the a room. fucking weird room. I saw Ari and uh, Renazizi and Caparulo there once because I happened to be in Vegas at the same time. What year do you think that was? Oh, three. No, no. It had to have been like because oh, three. I just oh, five. I didn't start working there till like the end to the beginning of oh, four. Probably it's probably oh, five, oh, six. Okay. And they both tanked so hard. Even my buddy that was, I was met my buddy from Indiana there. And he still brings, like, I'll say, oh, well, yeah, I was with Ari. He's like, oh, that dude that we saw tank in Vegas. Dude, I still have one Caparillo of those shirts crushed. they sold. I have one of those BFF shirts where it's Ari, Cap, and Renazizi. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kevin yep. Christie designed it. Yep. That's, I remember that's that. one of my prized possessions. Yeah, that probably, maybe, it was 05, maybe it was 05, 06. Maybe. Did the person die or did they just bring him out of the room? I don't know. This is all I remember. I heard the commotion. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, I don't know. I just kept plowed ahead. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't really know what happened, but I was sitting in the back of the room watching the show. And I'm like, what is that shit smell? <laughs> like, that is terrible. So I'm like, and I went to the bathroom and I'm like, wa- washing my hands. I'm like, I must have like not wiped properly or something. <laughs> so I go back and now I'm wiping my ass. And then I'm like, I go back and I still smell it. And I'm like, that's, that must be on my hands. So now I'm like boiling my hands under the faucet. <laughs> boiling. Because I was so embarrassed because I'm like, this is the first time I want to meet the people after the show because I did okay. Oh, <laughs> and I sit back down in the chair and then I'm like, oh, God, this is, I don't know. what. And so I have to bring somebody else up and I see like the manager of the room and she was super sweet. And she was like, you did such a great job when that uh, senior oh. got taken out. You handled that perfectly. She goes, I think the poor thing <laughs> Lost her bowel movements. Oh. We, we had to move the chair. She was sitting into the back of the room. <laughs> so I was sitting in the chair that she shit in. Oh, my God. Oh, that makes sense now. Oh, my God. What the fuck? That was terrible. Oh. Did you have shit on your pants? Or just, did you just think it was no, infected? No, it was, the, it was, it was lingering. Covered. Yeah, it was uh, just the fecal The chair man probably had to be thrown out. The bacterial out. particles uh. in the air. Do you remember when Jason Lucas choked out like a 65-year-old man? And that guy, that guy, or either Lucas shit his pants. Either Lucas shit his pants out of excitement, or that guy shit his pants out of being choked out. Wasn't it? So there was a father son duo. It was Richie managing. Yeah, took a long time off, but it's back now. But Richie, Richie fought because I was working the door, and Richie fought (laughs) the the son. He's like, I'll settle this. Hey, fuck you! And you're like, wait, the manager is supposed to escalate. Escalate, yeah, poor gas. Yeah, so yeah, well, you know how that went. Bad. There was nobody. There was no de-escalation back in the day. No. And so he fought the son, and then the old man was getting it, and then Lucas just runs up behind him, takes him to the ground, starts choking him out. And I can't tell if Lucas got so because he he dude he would not live let this moment live down. Well, like, you see what I do? And I go, that, that was an old man. Yeah, you see me choke him out because I, I felt 
responsible for that because there was a fight once and Lucas didn't do anything and I broke, oh, broke. his balls for years. <laughs> so, he, so that's why he, he, like, he read it on the innocent bystander. Yeah, like because it, like it was like Jeremy spoke. Um, yeah, Simone, where are you at? I'm choking this guy. <laughs> Dude, I remember once he took a. It was in the middle of me breaking his balls. He he took a table and swung it at a guy that wouldn't leave. Really? Jesus. And he honestly he went like this because it, it was so funny because. He, had, he was using 90s jargon. He was like, step up and get swept up. Because <laughs> he wanted to sound tough. Dude. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, that, that moment was like a highlight for him. He probably he still talks that. about it to his family. But I couldn't tell if he shit his pants or the old man dude, you, shit his pants when he pro- choked dude, him out. Lucas on this would be great. He yeah, prob- he would be. He probably uh, it's probably the old man. We saw him. Yeah, because you know when you choke somebody out, they can't. Like, Roddy Piper told me that. Yeah. There's Steven's a nice way famous, to choke. Famous there's, Gene LaBelle, Steven Seagal. Exactly. Story. Yeah. A nice way to go, what, stick it in. Uh, there, just slowly squeeze. No, I don't know. I'm pleased. There's a way know. to make someone shit I their think pants. You press the heel into the lower intestines. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Who I don't knows. know. Um, you stick a finger up the ass. And and you, you pull it out. It. Give them prune juice before you choke <laughs> them out. I remember the in the heyday, the, in my opinion, the... the not the heyday in terms of money for the comedy store, but the heyday in terms of having Laughs. fun. Yeah. So we, when we were working there, Dean Gelber decides to hold, uh, bro, bro, it's mandatory. We got to do an alcohol oh, training yeah. seminar yeah. for and, all employees. And so we go, wait, so you're going to train us to drink, bro. That's not what it is. So, so we're we, like, so we you're going to train up. us to drink. And we're like, Dean, we're going to bring alcohol. And he's like, you can't do that, bro. So we show up with, with a 12 pack. <laughs> what did I tell you, bro? Crack them open. We're like, well, Dean, we got to be here. We're going to drink. Dude, like, if somebody wrote a TV show called The Dean Years, that oh, would be the best thing Oh, ever. my God. People wouldn't believe it. So we're drinking in the back of the mandatory employee <laughs> meeting. And he's like, you're going to get fired. And we're like, Dean, who are you going to get to work here? And he's like, bro, you got to. And, and the whole thing was like. Don't overserve, like, dude. That's all we do. Yeah, it was literally Are you crazy. That's was, all. This, that's all we make money on. We were mocking point. him so hard in the back, and everyone was laughing. I think at one point he's like, "Bro, that's enough." Yeah. <laughs> like, we got, like we reached. And then we got drunker point. and drunker <laughs> as uh, we went through the. It was meeting. also sexual harassment. He's like, "You got to read the thirty-page manual." And, and then we kept saying, it. "Oh, Dean, you of all people." <laughs> it was like, "Don't have sex with uh, the staff," and we're like, "Dean, come on." Yeah, we're like coughing, and he's like. Bro, that's enough. <laughs> I was like, all, all the yeah. waitresses are there. We're I was like, like this Dean, is such a waste uh, of time. Dude. I think we said, Dean, can you take the waitresses to Costa Rica? Is that legal? <laughs> like bro, when you took Katie to Costa Rica. Inside baseball, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Like you're just, there's memories that are stored in my brain that I just don't access. Where you you managed for a yes, period? Yes, I did. Right? Weren't, you, weren't you guys open till like five in the morning at that time? There were times where I just didn't. There were times where we were there till like three, four in the morning. Yeah, open. Yeah, but you know what? I I managed from say March of two thousand one to like September of two thousand two, maybe. So okay, you're pretty, so pretty, you're pretty brief. Well, it's kind of long for them, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Dean. Wait, came Mar- in. Yeah, Mar- yeah. So over a year, year and a half. Yeah, I think so. It seemed like it was a year. I know I started in How'd March. How'd you get the job? Because the manager... Okay, so... Quit or fired? It's got to be one or the other. Or which bad. manager? Oh, Ryan O'Neill. Different guy. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, he was a bartender at that cool kid <laughs> yeah. bar, right? First time I ever got a spot at the comedy store, you know, you had to draw a number, and then that next week you got that yes. number. 
I that looked. was a three night process when I started to do open oh, mics. Uh, yeah, Saturday night, fucking, Sunday night for a spot the following yeah. Sunday. It was, and then they switched it to. And there was Tuesday. Sunday. S- yeah, uh, s- yeah. Sunday you'd have to show up at noon, sign a list, yes. and come back at six. Yes. And so uh, when I looked, I drew a nineteen the first time I ever got on that, and then I looked. That's and incredible. My name was not on the list. And I was like, it was Ryan O'Neill, and they're like, oh, we thought it was a joke. We thought it was the manager. And I was like, oh, I brought people to see me. And they're like, all right, fine, we'll put you up. But they well, took my cool. name off do the remember, list. Do you, do you remember who hosted that night? Uh, Skippy Simon, I believe. I gotta talk to him. He was. I saw him last night. He's at the store. Did you get asked to do the Showtime documentary? No. Which is crazy. No. It's weird that they didn't come. To the people like that were so deeply involved in those years, it's like I mean, you, you have, were running the place. It's like you have Donnie the, Brasco. Should I interview? Like, it, like yeah, I have the insiders, and it's like I'll yeah. interview a guy who was like on the fringe of it. I think that those years too are the most interesting. I actually, I do too. I think they were most reminiscent of how the place was designed and how it was in the early she days when it that. started. That's what the great Fra- Fraser Smith, That's, I remember in those years, came to me and O'Neill. Yeah, this place like, is like Westwood. No, there is no one watching. You yep. can do whatever you want here. Yeah, Fraser's the best. But I yeah, mean, nobody came. Um, and normally I don't care about that stuff. But since I was like, man, you're going to go, especially when we worked there for those years, like we, I mean, so much of that shit after you guys moved on, ran through us. Then, like we were the new mafia guys. <laughs> yeah, that, we were the pod bosses, for better or worse. And it's weird because that it was such a transitional period mm-hmm. and a period that went back to how it was originally supposed to be. It was the inmates running the asylum. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, when did that change? Because I'm guessing Dean started to manage manage in like oh three, oh two. Yeah, I think he was there like uh, ten years or so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like 2 It started to change 03. like... Yeah, I think 2 because I did my first open mic, I think, in November, right before I went home for Thanksgiving, November of O two, and I think Dean was just getting in there. Yes, but the, he, Dave Scott was still the manager, one of the managers then, too. I believe so. Yeah, I don't even know if I know who that Evan is. Kelly. Dude, been, there were so oh, many. Evan names. Kelly, so we many. used to drive Evan Kelly crazy. He was such a good dude. We always we use his were, name in scripts. It's great. <laughs> you played Evan name. Kelly. I know. Played, yeah. And I'm um, Evan Kelly? <laughs> we used to just relentlessly make fun of him. And he, dude, he'd get kind of mad, but he was also a good sport. Yeah. There were so many people that lasted like two weeks. There were so many people then who thought, that they like they got too comfortable too quick in that place. Remember that lady oh, yeah. who tried to ban pot smoking and everyone fucking hated her guts. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Like a Shelly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, we hate you. To her face. They're like, you're not gonna last. Fuck you. And she's like, stop smoking weed. They're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. And then she's And she'd be like, that's right, you're banned. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. sure I'm bad. It was like some big name, and they're like, Yeah, I'm banned here, okay. <laughs> And then she didn't last. She lasted like so. She was gone pretty quick. Quick. Yeah. Because then you, you. I remember there were guys. And Don was a, Don Barris was a great way to tell how long they would last because he would feel them yep, out. Yeah. And how they reacted yep, to him, you'd yep. be like, they can either handle this or they can. And so they, he would be like, look, we're gonna stay open till like four a.m. This is what we do. And if they were like, oh yeah, okay, great. Like they, you could tell that you're like, oh, they're not gonna last long. Well, that's when he got the, inmate, uh, the inmates have gotten to him. Remember Lou? Yeah. He was uh, he had the Lou piano perf- guy. No, no, you remember the gay manager? Oh Lou? yeah, his Lou name, Costello. His name was yeah. Mark. Yeah, but everyone called him Lou Costello. 
but we uh and then we got him involved in the late night show he started dressing up as a woman <laughs> he was playing character. he was performing Dude, we had this he guy. looked forward to that crowd being gone and barris being up there because it was like his time to shine it was like 2 30 in the morning he was doing bet <laughs> he was a manager bet midler jokes from like the 80s he must have loved it oh he was like in heaven. i think it's the greatest time of his life Dude, wasn't there another? Who was the manager that had glasses? Goldfinger. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was cool. He, he was Nas's assistant. Nas the rapper. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember someone telling me I was like Goldfinger, and they're like, "Yeah, Goldfinger." He was it's there a, for a while. Yeah, that's a. I don't. Dude, I've lost track. Like I, I'm going. Oh yeah. Who did they? I was wondering for that documentary. I'm interested to see it like be a, like you know they have the comic composites they should have managers you're yeah like, i don't remember this fucking guy because there's a lot of people that also like if you start talking to people you're like you got to talk to this guy yep or this guy because i mean they were talking like i remember they were talking to bert for that showtime documentary and he's like dude i've been here like three years i don't know well, he told them they're stuff. like wait that was quick and he goes yeah i don't really know like i wasn't really here for any formative years like definitely not and they're like oh you don't know and he was like no i don't i, I don't know he that. was there when um Barry Katz would do that Sunday night show yes. hosted by Louis. That's Anderson. the first time we that's first, the first time, time we saw, saw Steve Burt. Byrne. Yep. Uh Burt. Uh, Bill Burr. Was my first time see? seeing Bill Burr. I remember Burr. My, my first time seeing Louis Anderson like yeah. he would host it. And remember, Jeff Ross. I remember Burt's bit. It's for some reason still sticks to me to this day. And he's the like Burt. Having a name <laughs> Burt's horrible. You can't be fucking someone they're like, oh Burt. Burt, like he's doing like the uh Dude, my the first time I saw Steve Byrne, it was the when you see a shoe on the side of the highway. Shoe tycoon. Who's the shoe tycoon who's just throwing one <laughs> shoe out the window? I've told people bits like that years later, and I can't tell if they like think I'm fu- they're like Oh, did you tell like, Steve Byrne? No, that? just there's somebody in general. Like I remember oh, okay. your bit and you say it and they're like, Why do you know that? And you're like, I'm not fucking like like I genuinely yeah. thought it was funny to just stuck with me, yeah. but they like don't know what to make of it. They're like Dude, I do that to Dom Irrera all the time. Does he not like it? I think he he knows I'm being genuine now. And yeah. I remember once he was like, "How do you remember that?" I'm like, uh, "You're the reason why I'm a comedian." <laughs> yeah. just like it's just it's funny and it stuck with me. Like for whatever reason, I just thought it was fucking funny. And I think about it from time to time. And they're like, "What?" And you're like, "Yeah, sorry." And then it's weird. It gets weird. And you're like, "Okay, I'll talk to you later." It yeah, is weird. A, like when people realize that you are such a fan of them. Yeah, because it's it like, kinda, oh, we were just like, talking, uh, and you're like, right. oh, okay. Yes. Sometimes you don't know it, and then all of a sudden they'll pull it up, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this conversation is different now. Yeah, and I, I, I can't, yeah, I have to get better at social skills. But like for years, like, I was afraid to talk to Bill Burr and guy because I'm like, oh, you're just so good at this. Yeah, now I take the pressure off because you always think you need to go in there and either impress them or, like, sh- show you're funny or, like, have something to offer. But then you, now you're just like, you know. Well, I would y- just y- avoid y- people. I would just go, hello. And then my gift yes. would be not me being there. Yeah. And now I've just gotten. But now you just talk, and then you see, yeah. and then after you see each other more and more and more, yeah. you just get comfortable. They also like. I think fifteen years. What's good about that place is they're like we're all members of the same fraternity. So it's like Absolutely. if I see you, I trust that you're at least pretty good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, that you're a respectable comedian, yeah. and like we can yeah. talk on some sort of same level, whether income levels are different or Dude, not. Dude, I remember Louis C.K. I had to follow him in the OR about six years ago, seven years ago, and it was like at the peak of his powers, like yeah. six years ago. And I remember he was like, who's next? Steve who? And he was like, okay. Um, look, I don't, he goes, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who this next performer is. But he goes, I know what this club is. And he goes, I know how difficult it is to get a spot at this club. So I know he's, he earned it. And he goes, 
So I, I hope you show him the same respect you showed me, and I'm going to sit back and sit in the back of the room and watch. Which, like, for you, you're like, yeah. No, I had the best set ever because his, like, his energy was so different than mine. Yeah. He, he had a great bit, I remember, years ago before when he was just Louis C. Like, you're like, oh, New York comic, Louis yeah. C.K., everyone respects him, but he wasn't anything. But he had a bit about he wanted his dad to stop calling him because they have awkward phone conversations because his dad was never in his life. And so he's like, I. He, the, the bit went somehow like, um, I think I'm going to rape him just so it makes it awkward between us. So he'll stop calling What's me. crazy? Do you remember where he went up there? Yeah. Then he's like, <laughs> but like at a, like an NBA game. Like he's like, at halftime. He's like, rape I, him in front of everybody. He's like, so I think he would yeah. still call me if I raped him just regularly. He's like, I need to do it so spectacularly that we'll never talk again. And I remember just dying. I was like, dude, this is the funniest it's shit. Fucking dark, dark shit. He was fucking. He he would. I think he also viewed the OR as like a crazy challenge of like. Oh yeah. yeah. Chris Rock. I think. The same. I remember when Burr yep. started coming in regularly like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and the first time, and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Like he was doing bits, and he's a guy who still now, which is what I love about it, is like, I will see him now do some new material that the crowd just doesn't get. Yep. And he doesn't do well, and you're like, "Oh, okay, it's fine." I'm like, "We're all all right." Yes. You're the best guy I- in the world. Yes, and I think is, that's why Mitzi made us all work the door. Yeah. So you can see that. Yeah, to see it. And say, I mean, I've seen everybody bomb at the store. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Biggest Absolutely. names to this. Yeah, everybody. everybody. So you go, oh, okay. This yeah, This is everyone. just part of it. This is just, like, as a young comic, I used to think if I bombed, it meant I should quit. Yeah, yeah. I know somebody's listening to this like, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's saying that to all of us. Painter's point, like, yeah. they should all quit. Come with me. <laughs> Join me. That used to be a thing where you're like, I'm thinking about quitting. Yeah. And then sometimes you would run into people being like, yeah, maybe you should. Yeah. It's, it gets hard. I but mean, well, now I'm at the other end. Of like like a couple years in, you're like, maybe I should quit. You can then, quit now. Then you go, you too can't. much skin in the game. Yeah, but it's now I'm like, uh, I don't know. How would you get yeah. another I couldn't get a job. No, it's The shit that I have out there on podcasts, yeah, I can't no. be hired. Oh, we've doubled down hard Sim- on that. Simple <laughs> Google of my name, and I'm, I'm, I'm oh, fired yes. right away, unless I change my name to something different. Yeah, and that's, the, that's like the weird thing. Is, Dude, this is just too much fun. I mean, look, we're hanging out on a school night. Yeah. Just reminiscing and having some laughs. Yeah. Remember the time we went to fucking... Uh, Dr. Hoggly Woggly in the Valley. We were oh, having, the Hell's such, Angel a good, came we were having yeah. such a good time that a man wanted to kill us. It was <laughs> yeah. us three. The biker man Ren tried Azizi, to murder was us. there anyone else? Is that it? No, I think it was. It was, it, yeah, it was three just of the, us and Ren Aziz. Yeah. We were just telling stories about pain. Roaring with laughter. Oh, dying. Just having a great time, but like not aware of who was around us really yep. at all. Also, we weren't that inappropriate, but that guy came over. Oh, that dude. Do you remember that? He was on. Like, you guys crazy like having dr- a good time? We were like, yeah. Well, remember the first question he asked us? Didn't he put his hand on somebody's hand? What was the first? He, he grabbed, like he shook Razizi's hand and like, or somebody's hand and held it. He wouldn't let go, which is always dangerous. What was his I, opening? I remember. Are you guys because, cops? Yes. That was it. Yeah. Oh, like your confidence is so high, you must be cops. <laughs> and well, we were like, no, why? Like, well, I thought he it. asked that because he was like, he's if getting I ready to kill you, fuck you us is up. this an extra felony? Yeah. yeah. Cause then he's and then he made an announcement to the whole restaurant, which I've never had this happen before in my life. Whole restaurant, it was like a western. He's like, I got them to be quiet. You're welcome. And people were like, someone like next to us, but they were terrified. They're like, you guys weren't being a problem at all. But they were like scared of the guy. Yeah. He's like, now we can all enjoy our meals. 
Yeah. We were all like, oh shit. We he like, made a big. We we're all like, let's pay the bill. Let's walk yeah. quietly. Because he grabbed somebody's hand and was holding it. I think it was it. Renazizi. And then he was saying, like, I'm here, man. And you could, he was holding this insane prison rage back. He's like, I'm trying to have a good time. Yeah. And uh, we're like, oh, like, yeah, you're sorry, being man. You're loud. You're laughing. Like, it was like, okay. Yeah, I remember. I, for, yeah. I totally forgot about that. You brought that Jesus. Yeah, we almost stop. all died. <laughs> Yeah. We were leaving. We were all like watching the door. Like, is he? We were all out? like bowing. I'll see you later, sir. Yeah. Well, and then he's like, well, then the "Have a good was, time, but don't have too good of a time." That's like, what he told yeah, us. Yeah. We're like, "You okay?" <laughs> yeah. I honestly felt bad. I was like, because I sometimes do get really loud, and I'm like, oh, "I'm sorry." Well, we all started that. questioning ourselves. We're like, were we that loud? And then we all came to kind of a unanimous well, I decision. Said, like, I said, like, wasn't oh, I, I wish he'd come over earlier, but I meant it sincerely. But he thought I meant it to fuck with him. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, I did come over. And I was like, oh, no, I meant like before just to say like, hey, it's getting out of hand. Like, yeah. I meant like we, we could have nipped it in the bud, but he thought, and I was like, oh, I'll just stop talking. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And you're like, I'm, I'm tapping out of this yeah, conversation. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm done. And I knew I shouldn't say anything because I tend to rub people the wrong way because they think I'm being sarcastic. Because we thought initially he recognized Renazizi because he was on the league. And I think Renazizi thought it, so he's like, hey, what's going on? What do you want, pictures? And he's like, I'll kill you. That's the weird thing about being famous, right? Like, you don't know, like, people could be smiling at you and you're like, hey, do I know you? Because he started off, like, we're like, oh, what is this about? We just didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. And then the waitress was like, oh, that was... was I would love to know what happened to that guy, like, if he ended up murdering four people. Oh, he's either dead dead or in prison, I would guess. Or maybe he found the Lord. Maybe he had But he had that confidence of a guy who was like, oh, yeah, I have no problem disposing of you guys. Immediately, I realized, like, what a bad tactical situation we were in. Oh, we were stuck. Because we were stuck in that booth. And we were sitting. We were sitting and stuck. And he was standing. Right, he had the high ground. Yeah, and, and he table. looked like a guy that would have no problem grabbing like a knife and stabbing one of us. Oh yeah, and to be like, this is what happens when you fuck with me or break yeah. it. Like there's plates in there. I mean, there's all sorts of things yeah. that could be yeah. done. He could stab you with a rib. Plus, a like, if he's listening, he was kind enough to let us defuse the situation with words. That's, he did let us leave. I, <laughs> he let us I, left think, under- I if we had put up an ounce of resistance, we would have been pretty fucked. Yes. yes, we were we were just like, yeah, oh no, cool, man. Yeah, sorry, we apologize. And even after we apologized, he kept lecturing us. Yeah, yeah it went on for a good couple minutes. And then when he made the announcement, everybody was like, it's almost like I people think, knew him. And yeah, were like, oh, well, it was almost like the rest of the restaurant was like, oh, this like before it was in they were in danger. Now we're all in danger. Yeah, like, it was like, putting yeah, everyone on notice. Like no one pissed me off. Yeah, if someone's phone rings and the ringers all like I'm gonna freak the fuck out. Yeah, it was like a falling down moment, and he's like. I'm going to warn you. And he was with a lady. I'm, I'm close yeah. to the edge right now. And he was an, an intimidating dude. He was also oh, on the yes. other side of the restaurant. Oh, yeah. far He wasn't even near us. Yeah, we had no idea like he was even over there. And then we were walking yeah. out just like kind of like kind of like looking and the at the whole restaurant of your was eye. staring at yeah. us. It, it was, was like, like a scene in a movie. Like, it was. Sorry. Take yeah. care. Yeah. All right. Enjoy your meals. It was like okay. walking into like a biker bar that we didn't know and we're just like Got four like idiots. Herman and we're, yeah, put like, on the shoes. Let's kill him. I yeah. say we let him <laughs> yeah, that was a bad it was a helpless it was weird to be a grown man four of us outnumbered the, and you're like I feel completely helpless mm-hmm. yeah like if we could die and be like we could die like this could end very bad yeah it was it was definitely like a guy who had the confidence of a man that has done some terrible oh, things yeah. in his life it wasn't it wasn't fake bravado at, at all no. it was almost like it. he was he was holding himself back oh yeah 
for sure. Because he's like, I'm on a date. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to have. I killed somebody in front of her a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Told her I wouldn't do this anymore. It was, he, I bet he sat down. And was like, see, I'm a changed man. I just berated them. For it was like, a, yeah. It, it was a guy who's like, who's like human trafficking and stuff. That kind of ruined that place for me. I was always scared that I would encounter that guy again, <laughs> and he would remember my face and try to kill me. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't go back. We've never <laughs> been back since then. And we used to go all the time. I forgot that even happened. Yeah. yeah. I remember that went from like an unbelievable day to like, wow, that was really fucking. And then we all got in the car we're like, uh, all downtrodden and yeah. sad. Maybe we shouldn't hang out anymore. <laughs> we were I having guess, like the time of I our lives. we were having too many laughs. Oh, we were, we, were all, we were doing painter impressions, which obviously get loud because it's a loud. Jimmy! Day. Oh, you like, see, you like seeing me do that bit because it makes me sweat. That's what you would tell the crowd. Yeah. Because we would sit in the back like, can we hear some J- Jimmy? And he'd be like. Uh, oh, remember, he got swinging and tagging. I remember, like, to yeah, we. I remember one time he's like, "Oh, oh, I'll do it." They love this because it degrades me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "Do we love it because it's funny?" Yeah. Okay. Sure. I yes. feel so bad swinging and that tagging. I I thought that I was responsible for him starting to drink again. But I didn't realize. I remember that in the belly room. Remember when he goes, "I'm gonna bite your face." To I remember some that set when he first remember, started drinking. Some lady said something he's like, "I'll bite your fucking face off, lady." And well, then the he started smoking was, weed, though. Yeah, but he went from like <coughs> we were having a writing session at Ari's apartment next to Pink Dot. Yeah, it was like a, a literally like a ten second walk from the comedy store. Yeah, and then we walked down to Saddle Ranch, and I'm like, "Come on, why don't you have a beer?" Which is like a ten, oh, up, ten seconds laughs. the other way. Yeah, all like. And it was like, "Yeah, I guess I will." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't think. All right, I'll buy you a beer." Like I, didn't, I but was, nobody knew his backstory. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah. I knew he didn't drink. Yeah. And then there was two weeks where he was like the life of the party. Yeah. And but then like it, in like a dangerous But then way. it got dark. And no, it got dark really fast. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember doing a show at some bar in Santa Monica, like on Lincoln. It was on the north side of the street or the east side of the street. So the Bitter Redhead? And my, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I did Danny that. Franny <laughs> B. Dude, like I think the stage was milk crates. Yeah, it was. I was just gonna Horrible. say that. I go, the stage was crates. I think I got heckled by some like old lady drinking wine there with like. Her Dude, husband. one of my brother's friends like ten years ago got stabbed in one of those bars. And, like, oh, really? Yeah, it was look- kind of shady over there. Yeah, that was no joke. I remember Eddie Pepitone was doing an hour. He was running his hour oh, there because there was nowhere else to do it. I remember. That. I go, oh, you're gonna run your hour here. Oh my god, I just felt so bad. Sitting I was like, I did four minutes and it was terrible. Sitting on milk crates. Oh. No way! Yeah, that was the stage a... in Long Beach that would move. Oh my God! Almost it was like, fell it off. It was like this... a plank of wood on milk crate, so it would like rock a little bit. Like if you I've stood been on, on it one wrong, of those stages. Yeah. and you're like, I'm gonna die up here. Yeah, where it's like fall. a piece of plywood, not <laughs> adhered to the milk. And it's like uneven. Did you do the Sapphire Lounge That's in Alhambra? Familiar. Oh man! Oh yeah, I did that once. That Ramos took over. I think. Yeah, that that was the fucking. The piece. microphone didn't work, and I remember. Yeah, that was a bad. I wish you could have performed. I can tell just by looking at you. You're funny. <laughs> we got Painter to do that room. Yeah. And he, and, and he would bomb so hard sometimes there. He would drive us. He drove us once, I think. And he's like, my car's small. We're like, dude, we drive you every week. And he's like, all right, fine. So, we, no, we would drive him. I apologize. And we would drive him. And he got in my car once. And he's like, leather interior. This is pure luxury. <laughs> and so then he would bomb horribly. And he'd be like, Let's go. I can't face these people. We'd be like, let's hang around. Yeah, like, dude, we want to hang out. He's like, no, we have to leave now. (laughs) And then before the show at like 4 p.m., we'd be in uh, 
Cold Stone Creamery and he'd be saying that crazy shit. Like, Vader, we're not like. He's like, look at these girls. We're like, dude, we're not in a comedy club. We can't talk like that. Didn't somebody find, like, Painter would write his phone number on sugar packets or something like that (laughs) and leave them at diners and be like, for a good time, call Jimmy. That sounds about right. Sounds like it would work. I've never heard that, but I wouldn't be shocked. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that being a possibility. Who's going to call? Like, what? Eddie, that's just playing the pure All you need lottery. one phone call. <laughs> you never Mike know. Mike Black would have a lot of... He, he remembers all this stuff, too, because he was hanging out at the store. Yeah. Years. He was a guy who I thought worked there. And never, he said Mitzi thought worked there, and he never worked there. He th- Everyone thought he was an employee, but he was just always around. He's like, and if they asked me to do something, I would do it. And so he, he started, never worked there? No, and then he would start getting those spots, like his friends and family. He's like, oh, it's Mike. He works there. And he's like, I yeah. never worked there a day. But he did get a... Uh, he got passed pretty early. Yeah. Mitzi liked him. There's always those guys. Like Ingram was the guy who got passed pretty fast. And then yep. you're like, oh, shit, they're going to superstardom. Like when you were there, like as an open yeah. like, oh, he's, he's leaving the open mic. Like you were like, it blew yeah. your mind. Now yeah. it's the guys like the guy that bu- got bumped above you is now the guy who's like, oh, that guy's making $4 million on the road. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, now that's the guy that's bumped way up. Yeah. But when you're there in that used small to be world, just like that yeah. guy. Oh fuck, yeah, this guy's gonna be a star thing. in a year. Yeah, but no, it's cr- like yeah. Now our friends are stars. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's weird though. It's like now I see you see what everyone's talking about. Like when making it to the top, when you see it, you're like, oh, it's really it's it isn't. It's it's not a thing that you. It's not a tangible thing. You're no. just making more money. You're selling out more rooms, and then it's and it it's not a thing crazy. that you, yeah, it, just it doesn't seems seem like, oh, crazy that's part at all. Of the business. Yeah, like you, I remember that was Rogan told me that's how you become famous. He said that it comes to you in stages. He was like, first you become friends with somebody that's famous, and it's like you forget they're famous; they're just your friends. Yeah. He was like, like point me. in case Ari Shafir. Well, he, no, 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 no. This exact. I remember him saying this. We're in the comedy store parking lot, and he was like, like right now. He goes, when you're talking to me, do you think I'm the guy from news radio, or do you think you're just my friend Joe? I'm like, you're just Joe. Yeah. He was like, yeah. He goes, but then what's going to happen is somebody. One of your friends, somebody that's not famous now, is going to become famous. He's like, I don't know. Like, I, and I honestly think he was like, it could be Ari. I honestly think he said that. <laughs> he was like, but it wouldn't be weird because it's just your friend Ari. It was like, and then what will start happening is like your one friend will become a paid regular. And then another friend will wind up getting the Tonight Show. And you're going to be going, oh, how come I didn't get the Tonight Show? How come I'm not a paid regular? And he goes, then by the time you're, you get passed by Mitzi, that's not going to mean anything to you yeah. because one of your friends is going to be making movies. Yeah. And then by the time you get the Tonight Show, you're going to go, yeah, but Ari's got a sitcom. So the Tonight Show doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And he goes, it just becomes normal. And he goes, it has to be that way or else you would lose your mind. Yeah. He was like, if you went from open mic to a movie career, your brain would explode. Yeah. Or you would like just get crazy and you would handle it horribly. Which happens to so many people. In this yeah, because you don't know what to do. You think with. like 15 years ago, if you would have said, oh, you're going to be hanging out with here or you're going to be talking to this person or like you're going to be, you know, you, you'd be like, what? Right. That's all ahead? Are right. you crazy? That's insane. Right. And now you're like, eh. Right. Like it's I just remember a job getting, I used to get emails from the comic strip in New York. Before I was really doing stand up, but I was fascinated with it and trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. But this is like 1999 when the stand up was dead in general. Yeah. For but sure. But I, I would go, all right, I would get, I would got signed up on the early days of the internet for the comic strips email list. And, uh, 
And they said, like, we can't make any promises, but Adam Sandler's been popping in. And I was the biggest Sandler fan. Oh, dude, in 99? Yeah. yeah fucking like, head would blow up, for what? sure. So I took a train from Philly to New York just for the chance. It was like I hung out at the comic strip all night, and everybody thought I was a comedian because I yeah. was just hanging out on a Tuesday. And I remember my one friend was like, if you meet Adam Sandler, he was like a business guy. He was like, you can't meet him as... You're a fan and he's a movie star. You just have to meet him peer to peer. And now it's like. Yeah, it's hard to do that, back then. But yeah, now you're like, yeah. Yeah, but now it's like, that's our friends. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like a weird. Ari's easily as, as famous as David Tell was in the 90s when I was like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the other thing is like, and also anybody out like all the these careers are all super attainable. Yeah. You just have to be willing to uh, put the work in. Like, at the same time, it's like, none of us are really, I mean, we all had funny friends. Yeah. They're just, it's all an attainable thing. You just start at open mics and just don't give up and you'll yeah, make it's, a Yeah, it's literally just a matter of just like. <laughs> not giving up. Uh, not giving up. I, and you want to and you just go, eh, I'll just keep going. What Dude, was I, I remember do? there was a guy I met at a bar in Philly who I don't think was lying. And because he had done a like open mic entry level comedy in New York. And he, he was, he was like, dude, you just can't give up. He's like, I was doing open mics with Jeff Ross and Adam Sandler. And, <laughs> and he was like, you just can't quit. Yeah. And he goes, everybody that didn't quit found a way to make a living. I'm so like a, in different areas, but yeah, like, yeah. like so-and-so produces so-and-so does. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming up on 19 years and I guess the first 10 years were horrible. Zero money. Zero. Oh yeah, zero. Yeah, just and crazy then, for ten years. Of ten years of work. It's supposed to be a career. <laughs> yeah, crazy. there are people that retire after working. So for you 10 can get years. done and you can be a doctor yeah. in that time. Yeah, like with time to spare. Yeah, which is crazy. Ten years with nothing, and then around the fifteen-year mark, third. I think it took me thirteen years to get on Comedy Central. Fourteen years, and then Ari got me the job on his show. Yeah, and then. Ever since then, I haven't had a day job outside of comedy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's kind of it's weird if you had moved out here when you're 18, you know, at the f- 15 year t- or 14 year mark, you'd only be like 32. I know. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. But it just feels different now when you're older. Right. It's a weird. Yeah. I, Ahmed Ahmed told me the same thing. He's yeah, like, I remember. I remember the conversation. He told me, he's like, yeah, just don't quit, man. He's like, that's the only advice I can give you is just stay in there. Because he's like, there was guys I started out with, then they would quit for a year and then he'd come back. And he's like, I had moved up another rung. And yeah. then he's like, and then, you know, they'd come back another year later and I'd move up another rung and they'd try to get back into it. He's like, just don't quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fairly simple plan. This is uh, kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. Did you guys see uh, Steve Burns' documentary on Amazing Jonathan? I did. I saw a rough cut of it I at the All Things Comedy. I watched Fest. it on. Uh, oh, that's you, right. It's on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube. It's Check great. it out, everybody. It's uh, yeah. He's an All Things Comic, All Things Comedy Comic uh, support. I, I liked it. I loved it. No, it was great. I saw half of it at All Things Comedy yeah. Fest, and then I had to go watch the porno being made oh my uh, God, for Punch that's Drunk. Right. And then I, had I, was to, like, I had to leave that because I had to uh, take my baby away from the uh, <laughs> the insanity. I, I think I walked by you on the street. With yeah, I was like, but I, I just finished it. I, I think it now is like three hundred thousand views. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, amazing, Jonathan. If you've never seen him, is like 
a, a tour to talk about a tour de force performer. He's he's almost he's like great. Bobcat Goldthwait a little, like just like insane yeah. and that energy. But then he does like the crazy magic. It was uh, very unique. Obviously, I used to love him as a kid. I loved him too. A and E at the Improv. I'd be like, this guy's awesome. Remember, you, I'd I see saw him on TV HBO. and just be like, what? Is, this is like it would like blow your mind. You're like this yeah. is crazy. His HBO thing with the ball on, you know, the oh, fucking yeah. boner. You do a lot of the like these eye popping out, a lot yeah. of fake blood shit. It was great. It's crazy too. Like, and you hear him how he would fuck with that guy who like went on to become like his like almost like his son. Yeah. In the document, but like he would like fuck. And you're like, oh, that's like kind of the comedy store ethos of like how he fucks with he's like a real guy. comic he's yeah like, like he would like brutally fuck but like he loved him but he would like showing his love was like i'm gonna brutally yeah. fuck with you but it was like oh like okay he's like a, he's a guy that we could know yeah watch that uh, we're down to uh eight minutes left on this card so, whoa let's get out of here so. you want to uh give give uh, whatever you want to plug your album <laughs> yeah or? just check out java a lot hopefully you have some laughs itunes google play Amazon CD baby, check it out. Everybody. Is that a uh, is that an hour, or do you do? I did an hour. Oh, some some people seem to be into like the like some of these specials. I see some there's like hour and fifteen. I was like, you know, who's doing hour fifteen, dude? I'll tell you what. I don't think you need forty five minutes. I think it's this that's sweet what, spot. That's what I think. I think like a crushing forty five. Yep, is now gonna be like the new sweet. I agree with you on I, that. I, I think audiences are like, okay, we get it. Now, can we get back to our life? Yeah. And you, some people are like, I'm going longer. And I was like, no, no, no. Whenever I headline, I just go, what's the least amount of time I can do? It's usually 45? Yep. Okay. Do you have to get your, do you get your dad a present or you're like, hey, I just gave, I gave a spe- dedicated a special to you? I, I sent him some cash. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, like Donnie Brasco, remember Christmas? Yeah, yeah, they exchange yeah. envelopes. Oh, come on, hilarious. it's all the same amount of money. Yeah, hilarious. Wait, real quick before we leave, let me play this for it's you. A painter. Does this sound like Steve Renazzisi? Um, so the methods for this: there was twenty subjects put into two groups, ten males and ten females. That's um, a guy in college. <laughs> Said that to us, and he's like, "The impression you guys do of Renazzisi." There's a guy in my class who sounds exactly like him. So we recorded this fucking guy giving a presentation. <laughs> it makes me like, it's the best. Especially right off the begin, right at the beginning, oh, you're like, what, "What's Renazzisi teaching?" <laughs> you're like, "Wow, Renazzisi went to dental school. Whatever he's doing there." <laughs> I don't. We haven't played that for him. I don't. It may break his heart. He hates that impression. <laughs> Guys, I don't sound like that. What are you talking about? Do you know well, another quiz? Wait, do you, have you ever heard this, man? A real quick sound game. This is what you uh, have to do to win big tournament competitions. Look better than the other guy. Make it look dangerous, deadly, and they love it. Who is that? It's a guy named Bill Dillman. Bill Dillman. He claims he can throw chee balls at one of those fake martial oh, artists. That's great. Who's tremendous. He's tremendous. What's and, that fake dojo uh, Instagram or whatever? Oh, oh Mick Dojo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick Dojo. That, yeah. It's so great. Do you know who, the, you must know who this is. Yeah, buddy. Lightweight, baby. Lightweight, lightweight. Nothing but a peanut. Oh, yeah, that's Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would know that one. I knew, Did I, you I, see his uh, Netflix documentary? No. Oh, it's sad, dude. I knew you would his know that one. His bones are just like destroyed. From lifting all the Barely walk, weight. yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I remember there was an old Russian Olympic lifter that told me that. He saw me squatting really heavy. Yeah. He was like, what are you doing? And he was fucked? He was fucked. When, like, when you do a lot of that 
I'm assuming, obviously, that wasn't natural. Wait, Ronnie uh, Coleman? That I'm, was I'm all. Gonna, I don't know for that's a That's all fact. chicken and rice. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> he used to say that. Too. Saying his prayers and vitamins, like Hulk Hogan. But that erodes your ligaments and shit. So that only, Oof. you're like, so that. That's why there's so many guys who tear yeah. muscles now more than ever. Ronnie Coleman's not that old. Like when you tear your quad off the bone, like, you know, guys weren't doing that. Like, Triple H has done that like three times. It's like yeah, it's you're eroding it's all roid, the ligaments yeah. and shit. It's all roided. Um, well, let's get out of here. Thank you for coming Dude, on. Thanks man. for letting this me hang yeah, out. Thanks, I love man. you guys. I'll see you Thursday at 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be a good there. One. Everybody be there if yeah. you can. Uh, if you have if you tickets, can't watch it on uh, All Things Comedy Instagram. And we're going to put it out as a podcast, too, so you can listen to it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Let's get out of here, guys. Thanks for coming on, Steve. Thank you for having me. Well, that's a number one beast.